0: Listening to the bomb hole.
1: bombhole
0: podcast. It's gonna be very hot. It's gonna be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> the bomb. We're
1: Gonna slide down some big
2: hills. You know what I mean? On a big, nice, burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go again. Another week, another bombhole. We're back in the booth, presented by Wild Mike's Pub Beer and Solomon Snowboards. Now, Stony Buds. How are you, my friend? Doing real good, my dog. Always love hearing that. And to my left, we have Spencer Whiting, aka Spenny, aka Gimby, also known as Gimbal God. How are we doing, Gimby? We're doing good. We're chilling, baby. Happy to have you in here. Um, today, I think we're going to start a little differently and just jump right into a guest question Woo! from none other than Zach Hale. Here we go.
1: What up, Bomb Hole? What up, Spencer? I got a question for you. Give us the rundown of what happened when
0: you decided to take a jet ski from Southern California to Catalina. <laughs> I
2: think
1: everyone would uh, like to hear that. It's uh, it's an interesting one for sure. Very you, uh, you type of story. Later, anyway, guys. Enjoy. All right. Um, well, first off, Brock kind of got me hooked on the jet ski back in 2019. Bought one this May um no i did like never owned a jet ski never owned a motorized anything um we'd maybe put like 12 hours on it and then my buddy was like oh we're going to catalina island this weekend and the ferry was full so i was like dude like i looked it up and you could drive your jet ski like there's like jet ski tours to catalina so um i like originally was gonna go with my girlfriend and then i was like a little like i'd read someone had died and like i didn't know what i was doing um my roommate ends up <laughs> going with me we make it there and i remember the night before we we're packing i had like two surfboards on there and he's like well so we don't have to take them on the ferry can we just put two more and we got like a stack of four surfboards on this sled on the back of the ski and already i'm like oh this is not, like not going to be good get almost there and we're like Within striking distance of the island, and first thing that goes wrong is I look and all the surfboards are gone. So we had to backtrack like five minutes. And we find one, and then we find two, and then we find two on top of each other. Get all the surfboards, get there, and like the first nightmare, we kind of thought um, that we were gonna have a zone to camp, like someone had it set up, but like finds out that all the reservations are booked and basically we're scrambling the whole day trying to figure out where we can camp and uh you know I, i'd seen like in hawaii everybody like beaches their jet ski on the uh, on the beach you know drive it right up i kind of messed up and i drove it up without turning the engine off so rocks went into the impeller <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and so i it, but i don't notice it yet and like so we like chilled on the beach and then like i take the ski back out, and I, like, am going to drive it to, like, where we're going to camp, and uh, thing won't, like, pretty much go a little bit faster than idling, and I'm, like, tripping. Called Dan Crouch, who's, like, Brock Crouch's dad, and he's kind of, like, the jet ski sensei, and uh, called him, told me exactly what happened next morning, like, pretty much have, like, seven dudes, like, trying to fix this jet ski, <laughs> finally, finally get it going, make it back, and then the f- the next funniest thing is uh, about, like, two weeks later, we went to do it again, right? And uh, long story short, one of the valves on the ski ended up uh, disconnecting. So, essentially, we had a hole. So, whenever it was still, it was, like, filling up with water. And uh, we did a full backcountry trip. Like, it was 45 miles to the other side of Catalina. And and uh, like... Next day, we, like, camped. Everything was rad. And then uh, I go to check on the ski in the morning, and the thing is sunk, dude. And I have, like, a boogie board on the back that, like, is, like, a rescue sled. And the ski is just, like, fully sunk. Water up. Like, I'll, I'll send you a video of, like, what the scene was <laughs> at 7 a.m. And I'm, like, there with my buddy. We're trying to fix this thing for, like, five hours. And then uh, we finally we had to throw on the towel and call the call like the boat rescue people called geico got the like out <laughs> of nice freaking but the silver lining was that like if we had fixed the ski and like got to leave it was like we planned to leave in the morning and by this time it would have been early afternoon and we would have died dude on the boat ride back dude it was like four foot cross chop like wind swell like we would have tipped that thing and been like there was so much weight with the camping gear on the back, but wow, that's a story of me not thinking <laughs> things through and just going for it. That's unreal. I love your like that.
0: Kenny Powers out there on the jet ski. That's <laughs> dude. We were just <laughs> trying to have fun. Yeah, that's killer. Well, um, you know,
2: we didn't really touch on this earlier, but you know, a lot of people, if you're unfamiliar with Spenny, he's known as Gimbal God for kind of, I would say, popularizing the in the air follow cam in snowboarding. Uh, you might see him at X games following a lot of these guys down the half pipe or big air jumps, falling them off the slope style jumps, yada, yada, yada. But I kind of want to throw it back to, you know, obviously this story about the
1: jet ski and surfing. You grew up in SoCal originally, correct? Yep. Uh, well born in New York city, moved to San Diego when I was like six. Okay. And you grew up surfing and competing snowboarding and stuff like that. I actually, I, uh, I grew up skating and then, um, I like started to surf when I was like eleven. I'd been snowboarding the whole time, but like kinda you know, weekend warrior style and then when I was like twelve I really got into it. But skating was kind of the, the beginning.
2: Uh I I was watching your you used to go up to Mammoth all the time, correct? Yep. I watched some I mean, maybe twenty ten, twenty eleven uh <laughs> sponsor me tape. Oh yeah. And uh dude, ripping
1: half pipe rider. I that was kind of my that was my ish back in the day. Like really wanted to go the half pipe route and uh, uh it was fun and then but then like once my like best friend Brandon Brandon Davis insane snowboarder Give but ba- yeah Brandon Brandon deserved an air horn and uh but he was insane at pipe but then when he, he was like 16 he was like oh, I'm going to go slope and then once he left the pipe I was like up there I was like fuck dude this isn't as fun anymore <laughs> like i went over the slope course but Definitely like a little better at pipe, I think. I never really figured out the jumps. <laughs> we should insert some of the clips from that, that sponsor me
2: video because there's like you doing a big old front nine in the pipe, but kind of a front ten and then the I love the the back ten to claim on the bottom on the hog at mammoth. Oh yeah. Dude. Arms straight up. Just I was amping. dude, I
1: was such a fucking frothball just drum. <laughs> frothball. Oh, it's insane.
2: So let's talk about your kind of because everybody sees you flying off the cheese wedges next to Stale these days, but like people, I don't know if everybody knows that you were highly competitive snowboard and snowboarder. I kind of want to talk about the early days of your kind of your snowboard career and what that looked like.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I was super like super competitive and like kind of like contest driven for sure. I'd like my like family like had no background in snowboarding. So like my dad, skied like moguls back in the day and um we kind of like he always had me in the mountains and uh and I he I remember one year he was like oh like we should sign you up for the, like, the mammoth snowboard team um and I kind of like started going up there on the weekends and then um like sooner rather than later I kind of like got super hooked on it and uh, like I was into skating and then like I felt like like I started like kind of picking up snowboarding a little better and um I like I always kind of wanted to like make that my thing um and then I remember like growing up like Brandon Davis was there like Greg Bretz was kind of like the big like mammoth hometown hero and like Luke Matroni Jack Matroni they were like a little ahead of me but I always like kind of looked up to them like oh I want to get there and I remember when like Greg made like the 2010 Olympics it was just like dude it's like possible you know and like that was kind of like my mindset for a while like I really wanted to go down that route but um I think like you kind of you know like I I started getting older and like I never like had like a proper like contract or anything I was just kind of float gear super small incentive contract with mammoth and i don't know you kind of like there's goods and greats and kind of figure out who you are before you chase yourself down a rabbit hole and that's kind of that's kind of what i like ended up feeling like around like 1920 it's like well you know if you haven't made it by now (laughs) like mark already has three x games medals so (laughs) Figure your shit out, you know?
2: Well, the the difference, too, between competitive snowboarding and, like, filming video parts is that, like, you know, recognizing the good to great, you know, you have to be great in order to make it to the Olympics, to win X Games slope style. You have to be this really small nucleus of the best in the world. But you could have, one thing I kind of thought was interesting is, like, you could have been like, well, maybe I'm not going to win these contests, but I could could still go hang with the best in the video part realm. Dude. How come you never went down that rabbit
1: hole? That it, it's, it's kind of funny. I don't know. I think for me, I like, I was so caught up in like trying to, and what I, what I always think is like, like my mindset when I was like snowboarding, just that versus like, now I'm more the filmer, two totally different people. Like I don't even like remember that guy, which is funny, cause like all the things that I would like talk shit on now and hate on, that was like me back then, mm-hmm. which is like kind of funny to like see that now. But um, like I I always looked up to like Worm, cause he was uh he was like, in the contest scene when I was a kid. Like we re- I remember going to like USASA Nationals and like. We were like competing together, but then he just like broke off and kind of went the film route and like started filming with absinthe and like doing all these sick movies and like snowboarder projects. And, uh, I remember I was always so jealous of it. I was like, fuck, this guy looks good. And like, it looks so rad. And I always like wanted to like get into that scene, but like never really found it. And then I think it was like, kind of like after I like gave up the whole snowboarding thing and just like did a year of riding for like me things kind of started falling into place where it's like yeah maybe i wasn't the one being filmed but then i kind of started getting into the scene where like i was able to go shoot those guys
0: at shoots you were always crushing it too man like at, whenever i <laughs> sketch you always were going big i yeah. guess and looking good
1: thanks dude no i uh, so it is
0: surprising you never made made that uh turn into putting out yeah. a video part
1: I mean, I'm working on my decade
0: part now. we've got we a go. twenty
1: thirty one coming. We're just gonna pull all the- all the bales from like the last ten years well, Throw even since you a became years. a filmer,
0: I remember at that giro shoot you uh at the end of the day sunset, or didn't you guinea that whole yeah, that whole did. jump for I everybody did. basically <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like went the biggest on the yep. over the top of the hip, and like he went the biggest and sunset he's the guy hitting the jump after the <laughs> shoot's done. You got one of the best photos, probably from the shoot.
1: No, yeah, I don't know. I I stopped guinea pigging jump stuff. Did you Ble- I blew my knee out? Guinea pigging. Oh, yes. jump. I'm done with that yeah. now. But I remember. I remember the uh, step up. at super, super park? park mammoth. Yeah, that Johnny jump? one. Did, did you remember when I like? I didn't guinea it because it was like the day after we hit it. But the first time I hit it on the War Pig and I slipped out and accidentally did a backflip. I
0: do remember that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was dead,
0: dude. dude. <laughs> I thought I died. Holy <laughs> thought I died. <laughs> the old war there's pig on like the war. I
1: remember Bridges comes up to me, hey, you know, you might think about switching your board. You need a little more tail to hit this thing. I was <laughs> like, dude, fuck. I don't know what I just did. Nothing <laughs> like a, a classic loop out to air chair. One of those. Yeah. like Like, there's nothing better to watch one of those. Dude, in, I, it was such a step up. I, like, in the air, I was like, Oh my god! Oh my! Like I'm just going to wall. smack into the wall, <laughs> yeah. and then I remember just like being upside down. And I kind of just like committed to the backflip, and all of a sudden the landing was there. I was like, "Dude, how the frick did I just like survive this?" <laughs> Jeez, that was not that well, was a
0: sketchy jump.
1: Yeah. So so kind of to move it
2: before you kind of found your role, uh, filming, you know, snowboarding and and making that transition. I think a lot of people can relate to you. Kind of went through a period where you're a bit
1: lost, if I'm correct, right? For sure, dude. Like I I remember like it was like August twenty fifteen. Pretty much went down to Australia with like a checklist of like what tricks I wanted to like have dialed for like the upcoming season, like after. I remember I pretty much spent a month getting bodied on back tens and cab nines and I was just like, What the hell? Like I can't I can't figure this out. Uh and it was like I kind of had this realization it was like at the end of it like I don't even know if this for me I just literally spent 30 days lapping a t-bar hitting jumps and like I'm no better than like when I started and uh after that I like like went back to Boulder where it's like my sophomore year I pretty much like get back to Boulder from like this month and a half trip within 20 minutes girlfriend of like four years at the time breaks up with me and I'm just like what the fuck and I like I like had no idea where I was or like what I was supposed to do and then kind of like wound up in a pretty crazy situation that fall where like I'd never I'd never done drugs besides like smoking weed every now and then and I did cocaine for my first time (laughs) and uh that wound me up Kind of like it pretty much what I learned is my body can't take uppers and it threw me on this like crazy manic like four day spin where like I got in trouble. I went to an airport and uh, I had like a fake ID at the time. I was like 20 and uh, I remember I was just thinking I was just like, you know, I like don't want it. Like I got like four months to go. Like I don't need this fake ID. I'm going to get rid of it. My idiot self, dude. I dropped the fake ID, like, instead of just, like, throwing it away in the trash can, I, you know, in the DIA airport, like, the tram, I just, like, dropped it in the slit between the tram and the, and, like, the airport, like, where you get off, and my just, like, dumb luck uh, pilots behind me, and so he reports that to the police, and then the, like, I'm, like, going to my gate, and, like, the airport police come up to me and they're like, "Hey, like, um, we had this report, and they basically they didn't know what I threw down there. They thought it could have been a bomb or whatever, uh. so they had to like fully take me in, and they like pretty much took me to a hospital to do like a mental check, and I got a uh, I obviously failed it. <laughs> <laughs> what made them do a mental check? They just like they had to like like." They didn't know what I put down there, and then they were like, "And you were giving a were, weird were answer. You acting weird because you were like yeah. high and shit." I like, that? like, I assume, like obviously, I was like so in it, but obviously, I seemed super manic and like just out there. And um, they like, I remember they took me like in an ambulance from uh DIA airport to some hospital, and then I was like tripping, dude. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then like my ex girlfriend at the time, she like wouldn't pick up her phone. So that was like tripping me out. And then, like, they were, they kept saying, like, oh, we just need to, like, keep you here overnight. And then, like, the next morning, they, like, kept me over there overnight. And then, like, I was, like, tripping, dude. Like, no, like. You're in a damn, basically, mental hospital. No, this was just hospital. Oh, hospital. This okay. was just normal yeah. hospital. Okay. And then they brought me to the mental hospital the oh, next no. day. And they <laughs> said it was going to be a three day stay. And, um, and I was just tripping out cuz I was like what the fuck like I like wasn't like if I just didn't fucking throw away the fake ID What What you
0: telling me threw in the hole? Well I
1: told him it was it, I told him it was just like an uh, or I think I told him it, No, I uh. think I told him I can't totally remember. I don't want to say I said fake ID cuz I kind of knew that like I shouldn't say that. But um they like just yeah they didn't believe me or whatever and uh yeah, fuck well, probably what, what happens crazy too, when you're
2: when you're in a hospital and you have drugs in your system sometimes they'll send in salt lake they'll send you to a place called you need your to do detox yep so so that's essentially why you from if you're in a regular hospital and you're acting mentally create a little yeah. bit off yeah. and you got drugs in your system they'll send you to what's it, it, the, it's
0: a mental hospital yeah. and, uh, and they can keep you for x amount of days yeah
1: and that and well that was dude that that's the sniper right They tell you it's a 72-hour hold. Mm -hmm. And then every 72 hours, if the doctor doesn't clear you, they put you on another one. So, dude, I was, like, 11 days in here. And I'm, like, (laughs) fucking tripping. I was, like, there are gnarly people, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. I saw, like, full, like, heroin addicts, like, on withdrawal, like, clawing at, like, the tile. And it was just, like, this whole time, dude, in this hospital, I was just, like, what the fuck? Like, how did I wind up here? And, like, all this shit. and then like, obviously, like, I'm pretty sure what happened, like, it's school, because I was, like, in Boulder at the time, is, like, my ex-girlfriend, I don't know, but, like, obviously, rumors were spread, and, like, shit was crazy, like, we were kind of, like, starting, like, the mayhem videos and that, and I was just, like, off my shit, and, like, it was, it's crazy to me that, like, you know, like, drugs affect everyone differently but this was like literally my first time ever doing cocaine and it just like the way what I've learned is like my body kind of like has a natural upper so like if you add an upper to that it just it makes me manic and uh it was it was pretty crazy it was like after ended up getting out after like 11 days and I remember I was like super lost like you know it was like my whole friend crew at college like Thought I was, like, this fucking lunatic. Like, our kind of crew was, like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, I, like, just got out of this breakup. Like, no money. I remember getting out of the hospital and I had, like, negative 68 cents in my checking account. I had, like, no, I was, like, what the fuck do I do? And I was, like, at my mom's house. My mom was, like, so gnarly strict on me. Just, like, you know, like, no alcohol no weed no nothing and like for me i was like you know i felt like in prison like after and then like my mom was just tripped
0: she was always like that or that was the new rule cuz of what happened well, I
1: mean, she was always like oh, that always but like now that. she was like yeah. yo you know and like, after
0: 3 days they just you were still manic and so they still yeah. kept Well that's you, the, or you and were that's well
1: that's the thing they they diagnosed me with like manic bipolar uh-huh. and that was like the craziest trip for me is like getting this new label right that like you're this thing and like it was crazy there they're like feeding me like dude the gnarliest drugs like they felt they made me feel dead like I remember like getting out of there I was like uh, I was on them and that was like my mom she was like if you don't take these you're not allowed to stay here you have to find your own house and it was like dude I was like taking I'd sleep 18 hours a day I like I was fully dead like completely dead and then I remember um like I basically like Brandon that winter let me rent his condo in uh in Mammoth and or like or stay there on the loft or whatever it was, like 400 a month and I was like fuck well he he let me like November was chill and he was like you could start paying in December and I remember that I was in Wave Rave and uh Courtney who was the manager at Sushi Ray at the time she um I just asked her, I was like, hey, Courtney, can I, like, work at Sushi Ray? And she, let, and she said yes, and I, she was like, when do you want to start? I was like, whenever. She was like, you start tomorrow. And I was like, dude, this is, like, I've never had, like, a job like this. Like, that was pretty steez. And um, ended up, like, working sushi that whole winter, like, worked out, like, had enough to pay rent, but, like, ended up just kind of, like, doing the year in Mammoth. And I remember, like, back to you saying, like, how I didn't get into the video part realm. It was like that year I was like, well, all I'm going to do this year is like ride from eight to four. And then like at four, I go clock in, go home change, and then like go to work at five. And it was like, I pretty much did that. And just like, I rode with Blum a lot. And I just like rode mammoth, like didn't really touch the park. But I remember I, I just wanted to get my like edge control back. But um, it was crazy. Cause like, I was taking those meds, like, probably for, like, the first two months in Mammoth, and then, like, I remember, like, after a while, I just, like, and, and they're, like, pretty much meds to, like, even out the highs and lows, and then I remember I stopped taking them, and, like, nothing really changed, and then, like, that, like, I haven't taken them since, but, like, I definitely still have highs and lows, but I remember it was, like, the hardest part of, like, after that whole episode was just, like, being, getting this new label, you know, that, like, your whole friend group at the time, like, knew about, and, like, everybody still thought I was crazy, and, like, oh, shit, I was just, like, lost dog, you know, like, I didn't know what the he- heck to do, and I think that was, uh that was, that was, like, a pretty, like, crazy, it was almost, like, kind of like new life, you know, everyone's like, this guy was in a mental hospital for 11 for sure. days. And, yeah. Dude. And that, like, that's the crazy, like thing is like, like with mental health, like there's such a stigma on it, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I like, I felt so weird, like talking about it and like all this stuff. Um But like, I think what's rad is it kind of allowed me the opportunity to where it was like, I felt like I fucked up so bad that it was like, all right, you know, like, that whole crew, like, doesn't fuck with me, doesn't want anything to do with me, neither does that one, like, I'm on my own, but I just gotta, like, do things so proper to, like, prove to, like, my mom, and, like, just, like, I don't know, like, my circle at the time that, like, I figured my shit out, you know, and and, and it didn't happen, like, quick, it, like, was, like, a two-year process, but I think it was, like, you know, like things were pretty coasty through that. And then like that whole breakup and like life just flipping upside down, kind of like it grounded me, you know, it, like humbled me. It was like, yo, like you're on your own. You got to figure this shit out. And I, I remember it was like that fall it was pretty funny. Cause it was the Oakley mini pipe contest. And, uh, we like did the event or whatever. And I went to TJ DeWood's office and Bridges was there. And, uh, TJ was like, Bridges was asking for a ride. And then TJ's like, Spencer, you're leaving right now, huh? And I was like, yeah. He's like, do you drive Bridges? And I was like, dude, I was so scared. I was like, I've never had, I've never been in a car with Bridges for like (laughs) one-on-one. And then of course it was like 45 minutes of traffic down from main lodge but um i remember that it was like that car ride i asked bridges if i could intern at snowboard or the Falling fall because i was like the only i remember Bryn Valeka interned and my buddy gray interned the summer before and i was like all right well like at least i can get like some experience with like a proper company and get somewhere you know but that what was clavin kinda, was
0: saying last night how you were an intern and Yeah, you guys were in a cubicle next to each other or something.
1: Dude, the funny thing is, is uh, when I was interning, because I was there, it was like me and this guy Justin Romano that was interning. And it was like me interning for three weeks, Justin left. And then there was like three weeks of me just solo. And I had Mary Walsh's old desk. And then I remember I'd go in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I remember I'd like go in, I'd like go in Pat's office, Pat, like, you know, no direction. Just like, look at me, Spencer, this is Mark, Mark, Spencer. And like, that was it. And then he like, just started talking about whatever he's talking about. But I thought Mark was the new intern.
0: Yeah, that's what he said. And I thought Mark
1: was the new (laughs) intern for like two months, dude. Cause like Mark just got back from photography school and he was like, so out of the scene. He was always like getting videos and like showing them to me like yo what trick is or like who is trying or, to is learn. this cool <laughs> like and like <laughs> i was just like i was just like yo cool. he's the new intern you know and like i remember i said that i was like so like how long are you interning for and he just broke out laughing he's like Motherfucker, I'm letting you sit at my desk. <laughs> I was
0: like, what? This yeah, you said desk. you bought him lunch one day, and we're like, "Yeah, yeah. good luck with the new internship or something." Dude, <laughs> Straight up, it I was, was doing so clear. Talking to him about you last night, and yeah. he told me that story. Dude, uh, what's his
1: official title at that time? <laughs> the ad- what was his official? He, title he was the something? new online editor. Yeah, the online ed- editor. editor. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> "Good yeah, luck with new, your internship." Yeah. <laughs> he's chilling at the desk, and oh, <laughs> that was so good. But I think that's like what made clavin and i super close yeah it's like i wasn't scared of him at first you know so was like he was, he you was you on the and same i was terrified field. of pat yeah. so it was just like it was an even playing field it was like That's so cool. we're gonna be homies you know but, <laughs> is
0: that what kind of got you into media then huh doing that internship
1: well i was kind of it was uh i remember i was at mammoth or i went to the launch and i remember we were like hitting some jump and t-bird was at the top and t-bird like, cause I asked Pat in that car ride, you know, launches like three weeks later. And then T-Bird's like, so I heard you're the new intern. And I was like, wait, what? Like I got the, I got the gig. And, uh, and then I remember in Mammoth, maybe like two weeks after that, Pat calls me at like 2 PM. He's like, hey, Spenny, you, you want to start your internship today? Like I need, uh, I want you to film Sage for the blackboard test. And that was, that was like the first time I'd ever shot with Sage. And then that was kind of like, that's kind of what started it. It was like that whole year I was like doing the me year in Mammoth. Um, Peter Morning, shouts to Peter. He he would hire me for like a couple hundred bucks to film their like Legends of the Fall Line, which was like Snowboarder was involved and it was like kind of like, a run off of mammoth into the park mm. and they did like four of them but that was like a little side income and like i i was like snowboarding that year but it was like i'd film for that or like when brandon and them were in town like i'd film some follow cams or whatever but it wasn't like it was never like oh i'm gonna like be a follow cam guy it was just you know like it worked out and you they learned your way to- around a camera right I mean not not even dude I I couldn't afford a camera at this point I was I was on a GoPro like oh, That's really? why I shot GoPro yeah. cuz like Davey Schmidt he uh Give him an air Yeah Davey Davey's been hooking it up he hooked uh, us
2: up with our GoPro we used Dude it. yeah
1: since I was like I think he's been hooking me up with GoPro since I was like 15 16 but he, I was like okay well I can get a free camera you know and like at the time, I didn't know anything, but like the resolutions were getting better, and I was like well this this should be sick and then when the I remember when the gimbals came out, I was just like, my friend who worked at GoPro at the time, like he had a makeshift one that the engineering team made, and they filmed like some like baseball kind of like movie, and I was just like it was all it was was a golf cart, like filming a dude running, and I was like, dude, like that's like a Hollywood shot, you know." And then after that, I remember, like, I, like, was looking up online, found, like, a Chinese brand. I was, like, dude, if we, like, do this on a snowboard, I don't need another cam, You know, I don't need a big camera because, like, this little thing, the quality is so good. And that's kind of, like, once I figured that out, it was, like, Brandon and I would, like, film each other. But then it got to a point where I was, like, what's, like, Brandon looks way better on video and, like, you know, like, He's actually like maybe gonna make the Olympics. Like, I'll just film him, you know. But he he like Brandon's like just as good at filming. When I was like, I blew my knee out. He was like the gimbal god sub in for a couple <laughs> the shoots. <sub> in. <laughs> yeah. Back up, Gimby. Yeah. he. Back up Brandon's Gimby. got some skills on the freaking camera game, that's well, for sure. Kinda, He's
2: a good dude. I want to highlight uh, this whole kind of sequence of events real quick for my own personal mental notes, but it's pretty cool. It's like, you, I, you know, you broke you broke your ankle snowboarding. You were hurt all year. You didn't know what to do. You go to Australia to try to learn all these tricks, these double corks so you can go to the Olympics. You try to learn all these tricks. You end up not figuring them out and being like, dude, do I have what it takes? go home, girlfriend leaves you, which is, will make just about anybody insane. That'll make you crazy. Even if you don't do a couple lines of cocaine, yeah. then you throw that in the mix. And then all of a sudden you end up in this mental hospital. The doctor gives you this diagnosis where you're no real different the day before the diagnosis than after. But all of a sudden you're like, am I crazy? Cause you said I'm crazy or said I'm bipolar or whatever. And so, yada 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 then you kind of hit your rock it seems like you kind of hit your rock bottom
1: right yeah i mean i was dude like like it was great because like all this time too like that season we'd gotten some money from a family friend and uh that was to hire drew hastings to film brandon and i to do the mayhem videos Mm -hmm. so like we had like drew was on board like and it was all starting on november 1st i went to the mental hospital on october 28th so i'm in the mental hospital like yo what the fuck is happening like and the first video was supposed to go out on the first and like it ended up going out a little later but like pretty much it was like like i didn't really know drew too well and like I, like got out and like no one trusted me everybody was like F- dude what the fuck and like that was it was like this whole crazy thing where it was like i was paying for the videos like we got like a super small budget from like GoPoll and like this company trace but it was like we were paying drew a thousand bucks a month and he was like the plan was like to make or at least like my plan like how we got the initial money was like we were gonna just like make kind of weekly bi-weekly videos and it was going to be like of the whole crew and then that whole year then it was like my thing happened Then Torstein like was like hyped on the Mayhem thing so then like they became Shredbots videos but like I I got fully left out of the equation and then I remember there was like an Aaron style interview where like they did a like thing on Mayhem and my name wasn't even mentioned and I'm like yo I fucking paid for this shit like I have like my business to this day is mayhem. Like I just felt like so excluded. And I was like, literally everyone is like, fuck you. And I was uh, like, I remember like for like my head, I was just like, holy shit. That's like for a young kid what to do deal I do with that? Yeah. I was like you 20. Can't deal with and
0: you're a product of the system too. You yeah. just got jacked by dude.
1: Them. And it was like, but at the same time, like all of that stuff happening, like that, was the best thing that could ever happen Mm -hmm. that's what i was getting getting straight the fuck up Mm -hmm. like if none of that ever happened there's no way i would be like here today or like i would i don't know where i would be or what i would be doing but like there's like i think in those 11 days i think i learned like some of like the hardest craziest lessons that like there's only Like, when you got a crazy dude trying to, like, stick his dick in your belly button and, like, fucking watching people withdraw off cocaine, like, you go through some fucking shit. And, like, you got to, like, I don't know. There's only one way to, like, learn that. And I think it's different for everybody. But for me, it was, like, that situation. And it's, like, you can either be depressed and, like, you know, look at the negatives. Or you could look at, like, how you can grow from this. And I think that's like, that was the only option, you know, did you need to learn that you were bipolar? Like, was I think a, so. Was that for maybe sure a, a positive of that? And 11 I, think, days? I think now too, like, like, cause I, I haven't been to like, uh, like therapist or like psychologist or whatever, like since 27 or yeah, 2016. But like, there's definitely highs and lows. Like, ask Stalley, He'll know. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I am, like, all over the place, but it's, like, it's, like, this crazy thing. It's, like, you know, if you take the drugs, you lose the creative side of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's for sure, I think, like, what a lot of my creativity stems from, but it's also managing it, right? Like, relationships, like, you, like, even, like, Staley and me, like, you know, like, it, it's... We'll bicker and, and, and all, like, say a different thing, like, every other day. And he's, like, probably one of, like, the most smooth-leveled people I know. So, it's, like, to have me. He knows like, when you're up, when you're oh, down. Oh, yeah, and like, dude. knows what to he's, do. He's, like, <laughs> in a good way, yeah. he's, like, my parent, you know. like But it's, like, if I'm the bowling ball, Staley is, like, the, like, uh rails on, like, the gutter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That, like, kind of keep me on the straight and narrow. But I think it's, like what I've learned is it's like having like a super, super good circle around you. And like, you know, if you have that good circle, people are going to keep you in check. And you know, like, I think it also like, as I've like, kind of grown from that point, you kind of, I can kind of like know when I'm like getting up or like down, which is like, it's also a reason where like for me like I'm not like a super big drinker like I'll have like wine here and there but even like and like I don't touch like anything that's not natural like like I definitely like smoke weed here and there and like but you can't uh I just like my body like that'll just explode you know it's like way better if I'm just like kind of up and down, but pretty even, but then you add those substances in and it just like makes you crazy. And I think I'm pretty stoked. I learned that at 20 because a lot of people learn that later in life and the like consequences can be a lot gnarlier yeah, way sure.
0: later. That's, that's awesome that you figured that it's all out now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think like it's like, you you got to learn it though i mean i know like like you've had your issues and stuff with like alcohol and whatever totally. and like
2: yeah i've gone through yeah i was addicted to doing drugs and it's, and i uh, had a drinking problem and been through all of it as well and it's it's always good like and, and kind of what i've found in that that kind of journey is that that, that rock bottom is like the, one of the best things, when you actually hit that, it gives you a whole new appreciation. It gives you motivation. It gives you that kind of drive to not want to be back there, you know? And, And then also going back to what you're just saying too, like sometimes I hate to say it, like talking about being balanced, like I'll be in my head about some shit and go snowboarding. And all of a sudden I'm like, that balanced yeah. me out. Like I don't need no, I don't need any fucking pills because yeah. that you finding those things. And I'm not saying that that's like a doctor prescribed thing to do, no. but whether it's surfing or skating or riding a dirt bike or riding a mountain bike or even going on a run find, I think finding those, those activities are just such a great mental stability yeah. balancer. Have you found that as well? Dude,
1: that's, that's like, I don't know what I would do without my like snowboard, skateboard and surfboard like that. Those are my drugs. I do that every day. And like that keeps me even, you know, like it was like even the other day, like earlier this week, I was like working and I was like, OK, like it was like two and I finished and I was like, you know what? I just need to go take a couple of runs, just like clear my head out, you know, like there's like a lot of things bouncing around. It's just like there's nothing that like a good toe side turn. It's like you're fucking styling. Just mobbing down <laughs> groomers, you know, like trying to just hit shitty side hits. It's like that'll that'll take anything off your mind, you know. I think it's like finding and that's probably why I'm so drawn to like the follow cams, is like filming tripod and fish, it gives me too much time to think. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> like like when you're like in the moment and just like doing it, there's one option. Don't hit the dude. Get the shot. like you hit him. You fuck him up, you fuck yourself up. But, like, it's such a, like, there's no other distractions, nothing else going on. It's just that. And I think that's probably, like, why I've gotten, like, obsessed or, like, doing that style of filming in the beginning is, like, it it really, like, took everything out of my head except for, like, what was in front of me. That's
0: killer. I have a Patreon question along what you just mentioned from uh, Michael Kozak. What was the biggest collision with a rider in the
1: air or in a landing? Dude, in the honestly, biggest collision, like I, 2015, maybe Eric Boschman, Mammoth, pre pre Gimbal God years. Like, it, it was, I remember he was like, yo, we're gonna, uh, let's do a front 10 on the first jump. And like, he landed at first try and we never talked about the second jump. And it was oh, like didn't even
0: discuss it. No, and <laughs> he
1: hit the three packet Mammoth, and he like I remember he did like front ten, like uh, like front three or something, like, and then went back ten, but drifted, and like I didn't know I like this was like like now I know. Yeah, you need to know. Well, I know like everyone's like drifts and like edge controls and how they like operate on a board, but like at this time, like I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like. No helmet, like, just super sketchy. And anyways, we, like, hit. Like, he went back 10 straight into me. We hit, luckily, like, two feet before the landing. And, like, dude, he got a, like, pretty gnarly concussion. Like, I got pretty tweaked. Like, it was, like, it was gnarly. And I remember Brandon in the clip, like, comes down. He's like, yo, you got to wear a helmet. Like, you can't be (laughs) fucking doing this. Like, and, like, it was, like, crazy. But luckily, like... That got out of the way earlier, like there's definitely been some crashes, but luckily haven't uh haven't like done too many like in air. Well
2: while we're talking about this, we gotta talk about the Audi Nine crash, dude. That we'll insert yeah. that clip. That the one the Euro, European fucking, one?
1: It's dude Sebe,
2: first of all, doing the sickest back rodeo nine <laughs> nose dude, grab. Insane Unreal. Huge. And, uh, you killed it in the air the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Until you the slow dude, he Cut gets slaughterhouse fived. Yeah, put That's him in a body bag. Viral, right? Put yeah. him in a body bag. Yeah,
1: he's done. Well, dude, it was, and you know what? Like, cause like I'll never follow someone directly behind, but what happened is like Sebe's like one of the few snowboarders like as big as me, and like he's a big dude. He's a big dude. But think, we're on a skinny ass takeoff. He's in front of me. It was full NASCAR draft, dude. Like, we are going the same <laughs> speed, and he blocked all the wind. And, like, if you look at the raw strafting. clip, he's halfway up the lip. I'm right at the bottom, like, before the tranny. By the end of the lip, I'm, like, here, and he's, like, taking off. And I immediately, mm-hmm. all that was going through in my mind is, like, I'm going to kill him. Like, and he doesn't even know. Like, I was just, like, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him. And, like, that's why I was, like, trying to get wide to, like, slow, slow down. Do in squirrel and suit. Then, yeah. You're yeah, there in was squirrel like, suit. There was, like, one moment where I was just, like, yes, we're, like, good. And then I realized I was sideways. And I was, just like, yo, I got to do a front one. I got to do a front one. And then I thought I landed on my heels and then, like, slipped out, caught my heels. But it, I tried to, like nose or tail blocked the landing he skewered his tail into the yeah. landing and just got like, yeah and then
0: you like fly out to europe is this the one where and then you got hurt and had to go right back home to like I, I all like, the way around the world basically yeah, i flew to
1: <laughs> europe that was the fourth clip of the day <laughs> and then got bodied and it's funny staley came up after and everyone's like oh spenny fell spenny fell and he was like not like giving me shit but he was like you'll be fine you're good and it was like 2 p.m. I was like, okay, maybe I'll take a lap. Went up. And then, like, homie's like, yo, I filmed your crash. Like, have you seen it? And Saleh and I both watched it. And he's like, holy fuck. You can chill, dude. You're good. Dude, also, mind you, what is this? Like, It's
2: got to be almost a 100-foot jump. It was fucking a
1: Dude, it felt like a bass jump, like straight up. (laughs) But like a dope bass jump. Because it wasn't, like, a lot of pop. It was more like... You just went super fast and you're on the, like, you can't like, there's a point and it's just like, yo, don't edge or you die. Yeah. Like, there's no, yeah no consequence zone. So like, or like no full fall commit zone. zone, full commit. Full commit. Zone. And like, then I remember when like you hit it good. It was just like, fuck yeah. Like you saw like the whole valley. And I remember like Sebe of all people, like we're like first person I see the whole day. I'm like, yo, what up? How is it? He's like, so good. Sniper's sick. And I was like, you hit the sniper? And then he's like, yeah, dude. Like, I was like, oh, I'll follow you in. And then in my head, we had, like, the week to film a video for Monster. And and it was just, like, the weather was supposed to be bad the whole time. This was the best day. And in my head, I was like, well, let's knock the gnarliest thing out first. And then we can kind of, like, relax the rest of the week with, like, not having to shoot that. And then, yeah, just never made it past the sniper. <laughs> Dude, I want to talk
2: about wow. when you first came on the scene. There was a clip. This is when I, I distinctly remember being like, "Who the fuck is Gimbal God?" Uh, I mean, and it was a clip. I want to say Nick Baden from Super Park Back Ten filmed from in front. Yeah, can we? We should archive that for. this, Yeah, too. we got but it, dude. That, that one, I was like, "Holy dude, what is this filming? What is this shit?" It was like that was probably that my. Was, it, it looks, looks like a video one, game, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: that's still one of like my favorite clips. Like, first of all, like. Like, if I could film with, like, anyone on any random day, it's, like, always Baden. I don't know. Like, we always just, like, have so much fun, and he rides so fast. Like, I think that's what I like, is you never know what the fuck Baden's going to do. And uh, I remember, like, that super park. I was just, like, I thought about the front follow because Torgir and I just did one in locks. And that was, like, the first one. And then this jump was just, like, so perfect for it. I was, like, yo, Baden, like, let me go in front. And, like, you, like, spin into the camera we did one, and I kind of messed it up. And then like the next one, he just like laced like, and it's like funny because like all like, I'll, like kind of like if I do it right and like go off the jump, you know, like you you're pretty chill, you know, like you kind of look around and stuff. So I will like look back and just like make sure the camera's in frame. And I remember I looked back and Baden's like full like Beyblade like two feet away from me I was like whoa this is fucking insane <laughs> <laughs> like this is insane and he's regular you're goofy that's always a good combo no I'm regular yeah you're he's you're, reg- goofy. you're regular he's goofy, that's he's what I'm goofy yeah, yeah yeah. so
2: that's always fun to film with yeah person that, when you're it, it's
1: like, definitely yeah. was easier in the beginning and like now it, I don't think it really matters like for for sure for certain features but like you can usually, like, figure it out. You just got to kind of, like, know the camera a little bit for sure. It, while we're talking about clips, there's one more I got to bring up, and this is my first
2: personal favorite uh, Gimby, Gimby clip, and it's the back three Stolly does, and then he somehow lands in a tail scrape. Yeah. And then back 180s out. Dude. It's yeah. not
1: huge, but it's I think that's the best clip. Dude. Of you, I don't know. My favorite clip you've 100%. ever 100%. And it's kind of funny that day, too, because, like, He, like, he was trying it, and we weren't filming that day or something. We were just, like, kind of riding. And then he was trying it, and then he was like, yo, can you, like, film something on your phone? And I remember, like, he told me what it was, and I was like, I mean, I could, but I should probably film it on the GoPro, just, like, so we, like, have it good. he was like, ah. And I was just like, no, like, let's do it. And, like, fifth try, like, laces it. And I was just like, yo, like, what? And it was kind of funny because, like, We thought it was, like, dope. And then I didn't really think too much of it, to be honest. Like, it was, like, really dope, but I didn't think it was going to, like, do what it did. And, like, we posted it, and there was, like, 600 comments within, like, 30 minutes. Just of, like, what is this wizardry and all this shit? And I was like, whoa, like, I get, like, that's insane that, like, people are tripping on that. But I think with Stale, what's rad is he always, like, he tries to finesse. It's like the technical finesse, mm-hmm. you know, the that pure like, board control. He's not like where a lot of people, like you were talking, like in like the James bomb hole. It's like you know the judge picks the higher number because it's easier, you know. And that mm-hmm. and what I what I like really respect like Stale and Torgir and like a lot a lot of the scandos in general. Like they like try and put some finesse on like the gnarly tricks that like. Yeah, like sometimes maybe they don't reward you in the judging, but like yo, you go try and do a back three wheelie one eighty over a fourteen. Like most people are gonna get the fourteen, mm-hmm. they're not gonna get that back. Three. The back three doesn't seem possible to me. Yeah, like it's a, uh, mind blowing. 14, yeah. so can 14,
2: understand it, eh? fourteen, I could understand the evolution of how to yeah. get there.
1: Yo, and like try to ride his board and do that yeah. too, like. I mean, my board's a noodle compared. He's got a stiff like that mod was super stiff that year. Aggressive, crazy keeps an aggressive board. Yeah. How sure. did you guys link up? Uh, <laughs> well, like in my uh, sushi ray days, I um, I like randomly was busting tables and like, I would just like chat up the tables when the sushi ray was the spot. Yeah, it yeah. was the dude. every
0: time I went to Mammoth, we'd go to sushi so ray. So with a good, huge crew, and yeah. Harrison was just saying on the phone before we sat down, how would always see you, him and Blum would go in and you were always working. Yeah, and
1: they would sit at, like, the corner of the bar and Blum would always try and hustle and get rice so he could have free dinner. That (laughs) sounds about right. (laughs) But, uh, no, dude, I remember I just, like, chatted up this one dude and then, like, we had, like, a mutual friend, Gabe Taylor, who was, like, the marketing guy at Mammoth. And I don't know, like... I ended up just chatting for 20 minutes, but he was Ryan Ever, who at the time, I think he was, like, sports marketing at Oakley. And he was, like, yo, I want to, like, hire you for Oakley week. And this is in December. And I was, like, tripping. And then, like, sure enough, like, March comes around, and, like, he, like, held his word. So I did – I think it was, like, that year was, like, 2016, and then I did mm-hmm. 2017. And on the 2017 shoot, Stale was there, and um, he – uh. <laughs> His board bag didn't make it, like, the whole shoot, so I didn't really, like, see him. And I was kind of scared of him. And then at the last night, at the, like, little after party, he was like, Hey, you know, I got this project, and you might be the guy for the project. Like, you want to go to Europe with me in two days? And I had finals week of school, and I was like, well, like, yeah. And then he got me a plane ticket, I remember getting out the locks and I was just like, yo, like, I'm not going to turn in my final projects. Like, I'm just going to put all this effort into Stale. And it was like, then and there, I kind of like, I like dropped out of school without telling him and pretty much like, you know, like at that point it was just like back to like where I was before. And, you know, like I was kind of thinking I was going to get out of snowboarding and like just go find a job. And, like, I was, like, yo, I'm here in Lox. Like, there's Stale, Toy Gear, Alec, Len. I, like, grew up watching, like, the RK1 videos. And, like, these dudes were, like, lords to me Is like, a grom. Like, I'm here. I'm just, like, going to take this opportunity and, like, do what I think is the best thing. And, like, for me, it was, like, you know, school is always going to be there. But, like, this crew and this week isn't. So I just, like, started making Stale videos without him, like, telling me to. and where the first night I, like, didn't sleep and just, like, made him a YouTube video. And he was, like, we didn't even do anything yesterday. And I was, like, well, like, of shots were sick. And it was just, like, a minute 20. And he was, like, hyped on it. And then, like, pretty much just, like, <laughs> like kind of, like, convinced him to hire me over, like, a month. But, like, we didn't really, I only knew him for, like. Or weeks before like we were living together in norway which is pretty wow big. it was so like a dope. pretty like quick like <laughs> yeah we met like one night at a party pretty much and then like locks for a week i went home for two weeks and then like i went back i think to shoot like some spring camp and we started working on lines which was that project that like he had in mind well, one
2: thing I want to talk about cuz the evolution right around lines was also stale life yeah. which is technically a vlog. Yeah. Now, it's it's a touchy uh space we'll call it because the vlog is temper is is pretty much occupied by fucking cornballs for the most part. yeah. Right? So you're you're oh, entering yeah. this realm of like when you see the word vlog, people are just like pfft, whack like all right, immediately, it doesn't even matter sure. what it is. There's a preconceived notion. I'm speaking from my own personal experience and um you guys you know like you, you go into I'll be honest I'll, I'll I'll like click it and I'll be like all right here we go. we're going we're going to this vlog I remember watching the first couple and you're like you almost and you, it ends up like you get sucked in and it's it's not it's a it you guys do a great job of not making it balls, like for some reason a lot of the other guys are.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean we definitely like definitely do. Like I mean we're making just high quality bullshit, but I think it's like, you know, like there's not a lot of platforms right now, you know, like that, like snow water, snowboarders done. Like now you got like Torment. Now you got Slush. You're you the, the platforms that were like world has been gone for a year now, which is like crazy. Like I think the only thing that people got to think about is like you kind of got to build your own platform. Like ideally you put out a movie and it like off the bat gets a couple hundred thousand views because that's like how it used to be with trans world and that was kind of like my premise with like the stale life was like all right well if we can just like put out these simple videos and like build your youtube platform then when we like put out a proper project we already like got a little fan base you know and like i think too it's there's a difference in like maybe what i want to see or what like you know like a like core snowboarder wants to see and then like what your general public wants to see mm-hmm. you know and like a lot of these like brands like you got to provide value to them because if you're not providing value to them then like you know why are they <laughs> it's a it's a two-way street if like it's all give from them and you're not doing anything i don't really see from a business perspective why that brand necessarily if they're not getting anything from it so like with the stale life it's like you know it's like a great spot to like advertise stallage just like oakley without saying oak it's Mm -hmm. just like we're filming snowboarding close up and like people like in the comments like you'll see like oh what jacket is that what board is that and like I th- I think like for me is kind of like creating in the beginning. I like you started to see like more and more comments like about the jackets and about this or the music and I don't know. I just it's like a way to like build a platform so that you have you know options or other avenues later on. And like you can talk shit on it. I don't fucking care. Like like what are you doing? You know well, like
2: one thing. One thing I got to talk about too because I I remember i'll take you through my exact mindset i remember looking at all the videos of of uh what was out there like and i was I, i'm a big i'm a consumer of a lot of like moto vlogs and other yeah. I, I watch a lot of this shit you know i get sucked into it and uh going back to your guys' stuff i remember i was like all right i'm gonna do one i'm gonna make one and last year or it was last winter i was like i'm gonna put out a web series a vlog series whatever you call it board slides and banters what i ended up naming it And the workload is just psycho. You're like, oh, it's going to be easy. And I've been with you when you're working on Stale Life, you know, and and it's just like you film all day, you get home, you sit in front of the computer for three hours, you organize all your footage, and then, like, next day, it's like this, this, uh, like, I kind of just want to highlight, people might think it's easy, how fucking hard do you work? It's
1: crazy, dude. Yeah, it's, it's like, gnarly, dude. Like, I mean, (laughs) I... (laughs) I I mean like we haven't like Saul and I haven't put out a video I think and since like since January twenty sixth, because I've like been mentally burned I did like 18 I did one for him and one for me a week the whole real snow period and like dude it's like it's taxing and like I think that's you know like a lot of people in the core industry talk shit but like my question to them is like try and do a month in my shoes like when we get home from the mountain, like I want to go chill and drink beers and smoke weed, but like if you're going to be in that hustle mindset. You can't, that's not an option. And you got to, I think that's like I, this last six months, is probably like the most sober I've ever been. And I think it's like a hundred percent, the key to success. Like you can't be hung over. You can't be stoned. Like if you want to be on like the hustle grind and like, get shit done it just it all is different distractions and like i'm not necessarily saying that's the best way to live but like it is like something that i think can be done cool you know like i have fun making the videos and hustling like i think i am in the best mental space when i am hustling like that because like i don't really like like being bored i like i like having a to-do list and like checking things off just because it's it's something to do you know like i don't know it's fun
0: chris is big on to-do lists to-do and now lists i'm big shit. on them you have to be right yeah well what, 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 what you said about platforms you know circling back if you're this rogue video company that's putting out a video once a year yeah. maybe you're a new company those guys are getting like two thousand, five thousand views not hundreds of thousands of views yeah. too so what you're yeah. doing that's what's up man and what you said about offering brands actually some value i mean but That's why I think you're it's so successful, right, you know. Yeah, you know, doing it like, right organically, selling or not selling, but showing the product and and it's the like you know,
1: like Stale, it's a finesse, right? Like you know, like he is like a super like high end snowboarder. He's got like these crazy endorsements and like how do you do it in like an organic like rad way? But like the thing is, is there's a lot of like consumers that like really want to know what his like stance or angles are, or, oh, like they feed off we, it, fe- yeah. we find the same thing here yeah, yeah and like dude i i mean i give stall like dude like i remember there's a while like him and i thought i was like dude i just like want to make them like more like uh, you know like in my head i was like oh i need to make them so like the tyler orton's and like the you know like every like the, they want to see it but at the end of the day they
0: don't like, they're not buying products see, they're not <laughs> the
1: ones that you're making it for but i like go through like this dilemma in my head it's like you know you want to make this like sick mini movie but then you're making a vlog and like it's like a mental battle for me you know but like i think i think what is cool is like getting the messages from people that are like yo like you inspired me to do this or like i've gotten so many messages my favorite is like yo i've skied for like five years and like you guys got me to pick up a snowboard again or like, it's like that is fucking cool and like if you wanna like talk shit on our vlog game? Cool. But like it's to get those messages that is like it's gotta so it's making sick. a difference. It's
2: got a bigger impact than than a core video. And at the end of the day, we need all of it. We need the we 100%. need the core video. We need the, the ultra niche. We need the backcountry video. We need the vlog. We need the cornball vlog. We need it. We need it all to balance each other out. We like it's just it's just the because with it, what what else, what would we talk shit on if we didn't have the other, <laughs> if we didn't have the other aspects? Because at the end of the day, sometimes you got to put people down to feel good about yourself. True. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're all guilty of it though. So it's, no, I mean, a lot, a lot of people are haters, but I want to uh, talk about one thing that's fascinating. When you look at people, you know, I've always, always say like, play to your strong suits, figure out what your strong suits are and figure those things out and yeah. figure them out early and go to those and be realistic. And I like how you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make the Olympics. Fuck, I could, but it's like, it seems like it's a lot harder for me than some of these other guys. Well, what am I good at? I'm fucking really good at hitting ch- jumps. I can hit big-ass kickers. I love filming. Why don't I go off these big-ass kickers and film, and then t- it, I just take that same drive that I would for my my school or take that same drive I would for my, my job or whatever I was going to do and put it towards this thing. And uh I don't know, I just think that's cool. Like figure out your strong suits and then you didn't say, Oh, what what are other people doing? Let me do that. You said, Oh, I found my own fucking lane. Let's go, let's go that
1: way. And I think it's important to to figure out your own lane. So I think, yeah, I mean, it's like super like hard like like I said, I was like super lost. I <laughs> I didn't think like there was a whole like season I I like did follow cams. but like I didn't end the season with like this is the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I ended it with like Well, like the company that was paying me a little bit of money for the last six months dropped me. My last paid shoot is like this Oakley week. And then like in that time, I like had no other monetary way of of making money through snowboarding. So I was like, okay, well, like my friend is like kind of like the head of the media agency in New York City. And, like, I was talking with him, and I, like, had a job offer to, like, go live there. They were going to, like, health insurance, pay me a little, and, like, let me stay at one of their, like, company's apartments. So I was like, dude, this is a sweet gig. Like, for New York City, you're broke, but, like, it's a job, you know? Like, and I figured, like, you know, my parents would be down with that, and, um, you know, like, it's crazy what life will do sometimes, because... I had that and then I literally met Stale like two days later. And then like my whole life, like I like, and shout out to Stale. Cause like I it, like that dude created gimbal God. Like he straight up like paid out of his savings for like two years of me traveling and salary. Like, I don't know. Like I, I pretty much don't really know anyone that I think would have like done the sacrifice he did for that long to like make his vision, you know, like, which is like pretty sick. Like he didn't go to sponsors and be like, yo, uh, I got this idea for like, he was just like, nope, we're doing it. And like, I like Torstein's done it. Like Mark's done it, but like, it's very few like people that have just like sacked up and been like, yo, like we're on, like, I don't need to go talk to my companies. And I think, you know, like that says something about like his passion and drive to like create the best shit in snowboarding which is like kind of fucking cool. It's
0: really smart of them too man to have you doing that.
1: Yeah, like I mean More at the time I it, didn't right? I didn't see it, right? You know, I was just like holy shit, I'm like like I'm talking to Stala, <laughs> like in the <laughs> beginning, right? Like and um you know, I think it, it looking back, yeah, it was a good piss decision, but, like, I'm in debt to him for life. Like, if, any, if anyone calls me and wants to do a shoot, but, like, Staley has, like, something bigger that he really wants done, like, I mean, first cards right are always going to go to him. <laughs> no, for sure. Like, and, like, I think, you know, like, I've, I've gotten super confused over, like, the last years at certain points, like, when people have been asking, and, like, I'm like, you know, but I think at the end of the day, it's just, like, i love working with that dude it's like he's got such a like creative vision like he said it one day it's like he's really the creative and i'm like the engineer that like can like take what's in his mind and put it on paper but um like i don't know like it's just it's fun working with people who are motivated too like i like there's there's a different blood in the water in norway like they're fucking it's a it's just a different breed of humans and like they're all so on point, like, so mar- motivated, so hardworking. And it, I've been, like, super stoked and fortunate to, like, be able to, like, have those experiences over there with, with him and his family and, like, the whole crew. I've,
2: I've heard a quote you've said, uh, that something along the lines of, you're the sum of the five people you hang around with or something like that.
1: Yeah. Like, I I truly, I, I believe in that. And it's, like, you know, usually, like, the circle of people, like, around you is either going to bring you up or bring you down and like I think for a while in that period where I like didn't know what was up or what was down it was like I didn't really have that circle of people around me and like to be honest a lot of them super rad people and Mammoth but like you know I don't think they were the people to like bring me into like where I wanted to go career wise, you know, it was like a lot of chilling, a lot of smoking weed and a lot of drinking. And it's like, dude, like I was broke. I couldn't afford to go to Lakanuki, you know, like I could barely pay for quesadillas. Like what the fuck am I doing? Buying like even a $5 PBR or whatever, you know, like, like dude, like your, your mind is just like not there. And, you know, I think When I linked up with Stale, it was like, I started like getting put in the circle with like these crazy accomplished people. And I was just like, I felt like dead weight. I was just like, well, like, dude, like they're in the gym. Like I got to be on the computer. And like, I think like the first year of like working with Stale, like straight up probably like averaged like four hours of sleep, which I'm not saying like James said it best in the last one, like sleep is the number one thing. But like I think there's a time and a place to like really hustle and like for me it was like those early years and and there you know it, it, everything comes in waves you know like but I think though like just being with his crew and like how hard everyone worked and like dude the only people he's filmed with is like Frode Sandbeck and like Olaf, you know like the two gnarliest like it like in my mind like I've olav is insane dude like that dude can work harder than like anyone and like frode is like so like his stri- brother is a legendary uh photographer for the talented yeah dude like so talented and so on point and i was just scared of frode i was <laughs> <laughs> you know like i was just like i didn't want to deal with frode so i was just gonna like work as hard because like i felt like if they saw me working as hard as i could they couldn't like say, you know, I wasn't doing the best work, but that, yeah, like, think about how stoked they were to find someone that was willing to work as hard as you were, I mean, they must have been just hyped, I mean, like, I, I, I can't speak for them, but, like, I think I was, I, I'm just so grateful, like, I felt like a kid in a candy shop, like, that first year getting to shoot with, like, I don't know, like, I remember growing up in Mammoth, and it's, like, my friend crew, like, or a couple of guys who like idolized Staley, you know, like mm-hmm. in like in the back in the day, it was like Mark and Staley for like a while there in the contest scene, you know, like I remember going in Australia, I think Staley wasn't there cuz he had the knee injury or like something, but like he was there one of the prior years and I just remember like seeing like the way he does a crippler or like mm-hmm. how simple a back ten is like him and Mark would just, like, lace all the tricks that were, like, on my list. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, how the fuck did they do it so easy? Dude, he, he's <laughs> the one that. who I think of when I think
2: of initiating backside, the way he takes off a lip Dude, is, crazy. like, the best fundamentals I've ever seen. But go. also, I want to just highlight the fact that I've done a bunch of filming in my life. I think we probably all have, you know, filmed our, our friends over the years and, and, one, and done follow cams, and it's, like, it's one thing to film your buddy try a line, like, 30 times. It's, like, pretty good it's a whole nother beast to be follow camming stale when he's just like doing a back three tail scrape back one or you know though it's a, that's like got, sure. it's got it makes it i'm sure it makes the
1: job a lot more fun huh dude it's i just like I, like the clip is the bonus but like getting the front row seat to some of this shit like when i'm when it all works out for me off the lip and like we're perfectly like two three feet away whatever or at least the camera is from them. And I'm just like, yep, it's a clip. But like, yo, like Torger is doing the most tweaked switchback five method ever right now. Or like, like the one I posted the other day, like the switchback five method at X games. And it's just like, we both just land and like, look at each other. You know, it's like, there's no questions. It worked. The camera's still recording. And like, I think, that like, like I remember, like X Games bigger this year. Like, dude, the amount of like force and energy that like Renee and Sven had on the lip of that jump, it like freaks me out sometimes. Cause I'm just chilling, I'm just like doing a straight air, you know. But you're almost like, you're like engulfed in like how much freaking pop and like, like dude, they, they. I'm pretty sure they did a 720 before I even like blinked. I was just, like, <laughs> yo, what the fuck is going on, like.
2: Dude, how is that when you, you talk about like kind of mastering your craft? One thing that kicks ass is that like you start this kind of gimbal follow cam thing, which side note, is there a long lens god or is there a static cam god? Because uh, <laughs> is that handle
1: taken? Because I don't know. I, yeah,
0: where <laughs> did this name come from?
1: <laughs> Joe Carlino and Mike Yoshida. Really? Yeah, Yo, shit. It, the it, the blackboard <laughs> test, dude. Oh, like, that's where
0: it came at that that. Yeah,
1: shit. and I was pissed because like I was at the top with Sage and Bridges and Bridges with Radio in, and and like be like Gimbal God dropping or like or <laughs> like get, JOSH and and Carlino would say that, and then I remember just like these fuckers are making fun of me like, <laughs> but but I wasn't gonna say anything, and then in the office I was like kind of like. My nickname a little bit and then uh me and Daniel, I was like thinking like my account name was Spencer Whiting and then it was like I was trying to be like the fucking cliche travel influencer and I'd like post like <laughs> I'd like post like a photo of San Diego, be like a hundred likes, and then I'd like post like a follow cam and it'd be like a couple hundred likes, which was like insane at the time and uh i was like fuck like all people really want to see her like i kind of want to change my channel to like only snowboarding and i had like a list of names and then on the first video that like stalling i posted from locks uh mia daniel commented hashtag gimbal god and i immediately went to my account and changed it i was like it's there like (coughs) That could, that just works. own it,
0: right? And then,
1: like, I remember Stalling and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, even the girl I was hanging out at the time, who's, like, still my girlfriend to this day, was just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, you know, like, and I I felt like it was okay because I didn't, like, it's not like I claimed that. Yeah, it was like, they did it. And I was just like, fuck it. Well, it, it worked. It's like, I liked it because it was, like, kind of short. I can is, hear Carlino right now yeah. though,
2: being like, this guy's rocking a gimbal. We got a gimbal god over here. Yeah.
0: Straight up. <laughs> Might as well just own it, right? Uh, no, yeah. Sage. You I, 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 I love when Sage is always going,
1: Gimby. Like, Dude, that, it just became Gimby. <laughs> Gimby. Dude, well, the first one like that uh, after the Blackboard thing, like before the internship, I went to Australia again, but this is to shoot for GoPro. And it was like, My first ever, like, paid job. And uh, Sage, I remember, like, I was at the top of the park. He's coming up the T-bar. And he was just like, Gimba! It was the first time I'd heard it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, God, like, this is what it's going to (laughs) be. Let's talk about
2: the
0: Icon Season Pass.
2: They are launching their new season passes for the 21-22 season. Own the season, own the stories, own the stoke. Now, there are more than 40 unique Icon Pass destinations. One of my favorites being Brighton Resort.
0: One of my favorites also, Snowbird.
2: With the exclusive spring savings, including special pricing for the 2021 Pass Holder renewals, savings on passes for kids, and a new payment plan for how much, Buds?
0: $0 down and 0% APR.
2: Right now, take advantage of limited springtime pricing. Including the Icon Pass
0: for how much, buds? Nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars is the adult
2: price. That unlocks the most days, the most mountains, and super important, no blackout dates. They also have the Icon Base Pass for how much, buds? Seven twenty-nine for adults. That opens up a season of adventure with limited blackout dates. And lastly, they have the Icon Pass Four Day. How much is that, buds? The adult price is only
0: three ninety-nine.
2: That allows you to kickstart
0: your ride.
2: Also. You get credits in the event of a COVID-19 closure with the option to defer the value of an unused past. No questions asked. Every moment spent in the mountains is a new opportunity for discovery and connection because as the mountains connect us, these unique communities are what hold us together. Here at the Bon we deeply care about communities, huh, Buds? is all we got. Own the season, own the stories, own the stoke. Discover past options and claim your moments in the mountains at iconpass.com. All right, Gimby, I think it's time for a little special part of the show. We almost skipped it. Uh, Buds, you know what part of the show we're talking about? Name that
0: video part.
2: Here we go. Name that video part. Well, uh, Gimby, you're a student of the game.
1: Dude, I'm like, I've been stressing about this one for
2: like yeah. a clean week. Zero to ten percent confidence
1: the, levels, the clean one,
2: clean one, clean one. That's a respectable answer. It is a
1: respectable
0: answer because we've gotten some point fives in here.
2: Yeah, we had, we had a couple
0: negatives, point twos, negative. 4s. I got like a
1: one percent, you know, a one percent, or no, like no, I give myself ten percent.
2: I I I queued this one up. I thought you might know it. Um, we don't know. Here we go. Let's try. He doesn't look confident for those listening.
1: I don't look, com- oh, dude, I'm so bad with this.
2: You Want it one more time? Yeah.
1: I feel like I just heard this too. It's not
2: particularly recent. I will say it's like one of the more bigger iconic videos ever made. It, the band is M83. If that helps you. I know one, one production company like to use them more than others. Dude, I'm so bad.
1: I, like, don't even want to guess because I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> I feel like I could almost take a stab at this. Take a stab. We'll beep it take out. Take a of- stab.
0: Uh, Knowing you, yep. I don't know this song. It's...
2: No, that's not correct. Oh,
1: okay, no, I just no, figure sometimes, sometimes you throw
0: some, some, uh, some serious... Uh, <sighs>
1: Dude, why am I so bad at this?
2: I'll just... You want me to tell you what it is? Is it Euro or U.S.? It's U.S. Say Red Bull has a heavy influence in this project. This man just put on a uh, contest that is
0: uh, now it gets in powder. Know.
1: It's a rice part, but from what movie? <laughs> That's what? correct. There we <laughs> go. No, well, what what movie is that from?
2: That's it. That's all the Ender no. section. T. Ricky slow mo M eighty ah. three. So what we have here is a bombhole <laughs> cooler filled with bombhole merch. All available at bombhole.com. We're gonna give you that one, Spenny. Here, take your take Good. your. I don't deserve it, it's, but thank you. It's a you.
0: participation award. Yeah. I appreciate it. We no got, one goes home a loser. Yeah.
2: We got you some uh, XL sweatpants in there, which are also available at bombhole.com. Legends. Uh, um, for part two, you guys know the drill. Comment on the photo of Spenny on Instagram when this episode comes out. And uh, give your guests and you'll get yourself a little sticker pack from uh, Stony Buds and us over at the Bombhole. Here we go. Thank you guys for playing Name That Video Part. Name that Video part. Okay, I want to uh, kind of stay on topic, what we were talking about before, and if you take where you're at, uh, you know, you 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 hit your, your rock bottom, next thing you know, you're at fucking X Games doing follow cams off the big air jump, and you're basically a spectacle just like one of the riders. And uh, can we talk about, like, is... That process at the top, you know, somebody's doing a, you know, whatever crazy trick on the big air jump, and you're following them. Are are you nervous? What's going on at the top there?
1: It's kind of funny because not, I think it was like maybe 2019 X Games. Like Red came up to me because he he wasn't doing bigger, I don't think, and he's like, "You nervous?" And I was like, "No," because for me, it's not really like I don't really mind. I don't really notice the other people going on, but I kind of like it. Because even this year, it's like, I was filming Sven when he did, like, the Cab 18. And it it just kind of feels like a film session, you know? Like, when I, like, and we filmed together so much before the contest that, like, when he's, it's just like this weird, like, kind of, like, mental thing where I feel like we just connect. And it's just like, okay, I'm there, you do your thing. and And then, like, you know, we both know we got the clip at the end of it. Cause I had the GoPro on the on the broadcast game this year, so we like, like I don't know. It's it's not really too much nerves. The only thing I get nervous about is like this big air jump this year was like pretty burly, dude. It's huge, a lot of air time, <laughs> and I got like no one saw it because it was in practice. But I got bodied on the jump in the girls' <laughs> practice, dude. <laughs> Straight bodied, little headwind. We're talking nuts, city. No, just like over the nose like s- the wind started pushing me and i just like pretty much like landed super toe heavy and just like pancaked the landing <laughs> sucked
2: well it's good that, that wasn't on national television <laughs> yeah ideally the announcers are talking about you all the time too it's always fun to listen and we have gimbal god
1: <laughs> <laughs> really i don't yeah <laughs> i haven't watched the broadcast yet but i probably
0: should is they, is there still that skier that jumps does what you do too Remember that guy?
1: There, well, there's a... oh yeah, I, yep, the, like you, you, the OG dude, the OG, the oh yeah, dude, the OG dudes are there. They're it's kind of sick it. to meet them because I like back in the day watched them like in X Games, like you're not thinking like I was gonna end up being that dude, yeah. but like I was more wanting to be on not the jump. But Do they give you the nod or what? They yeah, like, they're super dope. I bet. They're super cool.
2: Not to cut them down a peg, but let's cut them down a peg because skiing, you got to think you're facing yeah. forward. So yeah. if you're spinning either way, it's easy. Well, when you're regular and somebody's spinning, like you're filming behind you sometimes. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what, like I, I was filming Bodie off the jumps at Woodward the other day, and every time he would go, like, like it's easy when he goes left to right, but right yeah. to left, I would
1: fuck up the shot every time. It's it's a finesse for yeah. sure. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of funny because like a lot of the people I've shot with are goofy, just like by chance, but um like renee's regular there's like and there's like uh advantages to both but sometimes with regular riders like shooting in front is a little easier like you just get a better angle like looking back sometimes but um or just i mean i just ride switch like and i before my knee i was trying to get good at switch straight airs oh my god and like, that's terrifying like I remember there's a week in Whistler. I just only did switch graders, and like, I'm not like there comfortable enough to like I would say like film it switch, but like hopefully like one day because then if you can red switch just as well, then it doesn't. And matter. That skier can't go backwards, huh? I That's think. A good point. dude like Oh, does he? No, I I'm was just, just saying. Sick, like, imagine <laughs> f- filming backwards off the <laughs> just, just going in front cam, <laughs> looking backwards. But well, you. dude, I think like when people are like, "Oh, skiing's easier to film," it's like, dude, I don't know. Like, I think it's a. Uh, you just need to be good at whatever you're doing on snow right like to forget about the filming or like forget about the riding cuz like i think when you just are facing a dude right like on a skis you'd have to have your head turned the whole time but like i can kind of like look that way and at the rider at the same time are you so, so this is what i want to know
2: cuz when i'm doing this i'm not looking at the, i'm looking at the knuckle Are you looking at the rider or are you looking at where you're Mm. going on the jump? Because I'm always looking at, like, the landing.
1: I'm low-key, like, terrified of hitting the jumps by myself. Like, if I'm with, like, Stale, Torger, Stade, like, whoever. Could be any. Anyone I'm usually, like, filming is freaking insanely talented at snowboarding. And, like, I just put the trust in them. It's like... You handle the speed. But, I'll be like right here. But in the air, what I'm saying is in the yeah. air,
2: are you after you take off, are you looking at where you're going or are you looking over at the
1: rider? No, like full rider. You're just looking at the wow. rider. yeah. So you're just trusting that you're going to hit the sweet spot and you don't really know quite. You just what- know like off the lip. You yeah, know? you do. Yeah. You just like that first second or like not even second, like millisecond, you just know. And if it's chill... Like in a perfect world, I like never look at the landing and it's just like make sure that makes
2: That's why I'm missing all these shots. I'm trying to look at the landing, <laughs> which I'm not even you not can't even think filming
0: about yeah. the landing, though. Yeah, that's the you got to be thinking about filming.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. All I have a head cam clip and this tripped me out because I didn't even know it. But I was filming Sven from in front in New Zealand. And I actually had my head turned back looking at him before I went off the lip. And then I like looked forward to like, know I was going to make it. And then, like, looked back at him to, like, frame it. Wow. Looked forward and then, like, landed looking back at him. But, like, that is... You're on some psycho It's shit. All like, milliseconds But, like, dude, think, just... right? Like, yeah. I turn my head three times. Like, dude's doing a triple cork just, like, that... <laughs> and at least... At least Everyone's I'm, like, head's moving three times. <laughs> at least I'm just, like, on one level. Like, yeah. I'm going to land on my feet, probably. But... It's definitely. You should reframing. actually just practice, like, when you're not filming, you just go off the jump and you just look back both yeah, like, ways. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even kidding you. I've, I've like, low key practiced, like, hitting big jumps and just, like, looking, like, where you're going to look. Just not looking at the landing, like, or just, like, focusing on, like, the mountain over there. And then, like, just because then, then it's not as hard when you That's go down That's dope do that you, you hone in on your craft. Well, let's talk
2: about the, uh, the evolution of you know you pave in your own lane. Ultimately, you know you you kind of start getting into the filming game, and then you get this this kind of weird elusive contract with monster where you're kind of a rider, you're kind of like a you're kind of both right. You have this kind of like person.
1: You're you're, you're a monster athlete and filmer. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's pretty insane. Just like huge shout out to like Dresser and Hodges for like believing in Stale and I's like idea. And then just like, I don't even, it's pretty crazy to like have, you know, like a, a monthly paycheck or whatever. And like it, there's like deliverables in there, you know, like at the events. I like, like everything is like, strictly monster I can't work for like Red Bull or Rockstar but it's like pretty crazy because they kind of gave me the opportunity to like have the freedom to be as creative as I want and I think that's something that like every photographer videographer like strives for and the fact that like dressers like allowed me to like create these videos with like very loose rule. like he he's not like yo like we need X, Y, and Z, he's like, yo, go to Norway, film something dope, and send it to me, and, like, I, I think that's, like, pretty rad to have that freedom, and, you know, it's, I, I just do my work to where, you know, they have their deliverables, and are stoked at the events, and when we do shoots, and it's pretty crazy to, like, like, get to snowboard, too, you know, like, a lot of people are, like, oh, like, you need a snowboard for yourself, it's, like, dude, like, I snowboard, like, a lot, for myself, which is, like, crazy to me to, like, have that opportunity. And, like, I couldn't be more grateful for, like, like Sean Messing, Dresser, Hodges, Davy Schmidt, like, and, like, Dennis Dusseldorf from Battalion. Like, all those guys have, have enabled me to pursue this crazy, like, I don't know if you call it a snowboard career or whatever it is, but, like, I never would, like, I, like I said earlier, like, I gave up on snowboarding. Like, I was ready to go to New York City. Pro snowboarding was, like, so far out the door for me. And, like, to be able to still be here and, like, get the snowboard is a trip. You know, like, even the other day at Woodward, like, we he was, were cruising.
2: He, he was hitting some fat crip dogs in the pipe. <laughs> yeah, had to highlight, you know, how smart the guys over at Monster are for, for picking you up and doing that, like, I think this was explained to me by Hodges one time or but it's it's genius in the sense that like if you look a lot of companies they spend a lot of money to sponsor a video project and they spend like big bucks to to do a huge project and fly people all around the world all winter and we we need those those projects that are actually very important to the culture of snowboarding and everything the fabric of snowboarding. I'm not trying to cut those down, but it's really smart because like one of my favorite things you guys have ever done is when you went to that uh, sunset shoot in where is that norway yeah and you know you basically monster was like we're just going to film these guys chuck fucking ass on a sunset jump with gimby and just get the most incredible footage of like sage front flipping and doing a wave and then stale doing like the back seven grab switch and heldor's doing double flips and it's just this like memorable unbelievable and i mean probably got hundreds
1: of thousands of views i don't know dude but. it's funny like, how you worded that shoot and how that shoot actually happened. Because that was pre-Monster. Oh, it was? That was what got me on Monster. Oh, like, no way. Like, like basically, I was with Stalley the whole season. I flew home on a Wednesday. And, like, Stale and I were planning to go to Fauna to shoot the Ender for lines. And uh, then I land in San Diego. I'd been in Norway for, like, a month. Land in San Diego. I'd rented an Airbnb for two weeks. I was like gonna chill with like my girlfriend and hang. And I land to three texts. One from Staley, like, yo, weather looks good in Fauna this weekend. One from Messing, like, yo, are you going to fauna this weekend? Like I heard Sage and Spanner trying to set up a shoot. And then another from Davy Schmidt, like, yo, like, Sven, like, fauna looks good. And I just landed like a 20 hour travel day. And I'm like, no way. And I go and hang out with Sage and like this, like, Wednesday. And like, we book flights for Saturday. So I, I go to my Airbnb for like three days. And then I'm pretty sure Baden, Brandon, and the boys just like took over my Airbnb <laughs> that I paid for and, <laughs> and then and partied and Tommy and everybody. <laughs> And then uh, like went back to Fauna and Sage and I, dude, we traveled like I think it was 32 and a half hours from door to like straight to Fauna. Haldor picked us up and we were straight to the shoot. And like it was just like best vibe, perfect weather. And GoPro had paid for me to go shoot the Hero 7 campaign. So like I had to do two GoPro shoot days and then we had two more shoot days. And it was just like, dude, people didn't fall. It was just like everything was happening and perfect weather. And then I think we shot like four days and then the boys left. And then Staley and I went up and uh we just we shot the ender for lines after that. And then basically Stalin and I made this Like edit for him and then we showed that to monster and they were like yo like how about you just like we're gonna like basically they they got the lines project that like stale had and i had been filming and we were gonna finish that and like my first deal was like we get lines and then you're gonna make this golden hour video for us and we're gonna post that in december and that was like the first contract really it was like i filmed at the events they got lines they got golden hour and then we did like a new zealand like little like team like pow edit or whatever but like that that is crazy though like how it looks it It was like
2: it was the other way around they were like hired you yeah that's that's they
1: didn't even know like they knew sven the whole shoot was for sven and like his documentary and like that was they sven wanted to do a fauna shoot uh stale wanted to do one and Mm. Weather just was so perfect. Like you kind of just got to be in Oslo, and when it gets good, go there. So like all of us just combined, and like pretty much it it was l- like not luck, but like just right place, right time. Like all happened. Do one thing. Well, you've been talking a lot about
2: lines. Uh, if the viewers or listeners haven't seen that, it's it's a incredible execution of kind of cinematography, conceptualizing something and executing it. It's different and unseen. Do you want to explain the concept for people that haven't seen it or don't know what familiar with and then the process in making that?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, there's kind of like you got your main trick and then you always have to have like a beginning and end to that. And like the whole concept that like Stale had, like Stale fully was the one who thought of this. And then I was like the engineer that put it together because that was what he originally hired me to create was like this endless follow cam that like starts out and whether it's like an ollie or like mid spin or hand drag, it was like you'd essentially like end the clip with that and then recreate it at the beginning of the next clip. So like if you do it right and like you kind of like for me, I got to remember like, okay, I was like at this angle. There's that shadow over there. Sun's up there. Like you kind of want to line things up. So it's like you're not like – going too off so like ideally the viewer doesn't really notice you change shots and um that like was Staley's idea and that's kind of what we tried to do i think it was like we started shooting and then we he was supposed to go to super park Staley got deported from the u.s we went to fauna for like two weeks and it rained so it was like it ended up turning into like i think it was like two years a year project yeah it was but we never told anyone about it so it was just like it was like our little like baby we were not really talking about and then it was just like i think we shot like maybe 20 days for it over like the two-year period so there was a lot of like you know there was like the 2018 olympics and like a couple like uh like it gets hard just with the different um kind of obligations that he's got for the brands to for us just to do a video part so it was kind of like this little, like, secret thing. When the weather was good, we'd be like, ah, maybe we'd shoot for it today.
0: Let's get into our favorite clip film, presented by our friends over at Ten Barrel and Pub Beer. Pub Beer supports us. You should support them. Their tagline is cheap, fun beer. Now, Gimbal God, do you have a favorite clip filmed?
1: Yeah, I got a. I got a favorite. I feel like, um, it, I mean, on topic of the fauna shoot, the... Uh, the front follow in lines that Stale and I got where it's like we're, we were just so close. Like if we were like an inch closer, he would have like taken my head off. Like we had like a BTS angle, but I don't know. That's just my favorite. Like so much Stee He goes like front five stale to method and like. Oh, God. It's just got so, so much like a finesse. Trick. Like yeah. it's small, but like so much going on. I don't know. That's probably like in lighting was just. Ideal. I'm a and that, sucker that for that.
0: Film locations just yeah, insane. I'm yeah. a sucker for sunsets. Yeah, I think we all are a little bit. Yeah, yeah. awesome.
2: Um, I think it might be time for a little bit of uh, some hot takes. Yes,
1: hot takes.
2: Okay, uh, who you got for Michael Jordan of snowboarding?
1: Well, I feel like a dick because I missed his part name, but T. Rice for sure. <laughs> okay, let's
2: give up. T. Ricky gets a little air horn. Uh, what do you think about the old uh, beaver slap when you're in the lift line and you get your snowboard? You know,
1: I got, dude, my knee is so get so sore. I got to slap that shit before it gets snow off. Okay. Uh, what do you think about
2: 1800s these days?
1: Um, I definitely wouldn't do one.
2: What do you think about when people do the uh, edge drag with their snowboard across the parking lot instead of carrying it?
1: If it's on snow, it's chill. But if it's on concrete, like, yo offensive
2: What do you think about roids in competitive snowboarding?
1: <laughs> I know your stance on it. I kind of back <laughs> it too, dude. If we're going the 1800, route, fuck it. Let's go 24. Let's yeah. Is that What's what the that next roi- one is? What's after know.
0: 18? 21? one. Twenty I'm no good at math, dog. I need a calculator after 18.
1: I think there's a 19 and maybe like a I don't fucking do Oh yeah, cuz it's on. every 180. So 18, yeah, every 180. Uh, 180 uh, when we get into the
0: 2000s she just gets
1: too Dude, crazy. It's, it's a lot. It's it's pretty close to aerial skiing these days. Mm-hmm.
2: Aerial skiing kind of died though.
1: So we yeah, got to be careful. The, yeah, we don't want to mean, kill, kill it. We got to be careful I don't want to kill it. Like I don't want to go into this too much, but I just feel like big air, we did it. Let's move on. Let's like bring back the quarter pipe or like something hard. I don't know. Cute peas are always dope. I got a hot take that came in the form of a Patreon
0: question. Okay. How do you feel about drones? Do you have any beef with them, or are you threatened by them? That's from Magic Narwhal. <laughs> little drone. Oh, little. That's <laughs> little a great drone question. Beef. He's
1: basically the human drone. <laughs> is, there, is there drone beef? Is no, there's <laughs> no drone beef. I, ba- I, I mean, like, I think, uh, I think there's. You just don't go too crazy, you know, like with the FPV ones. If you can keep oh. a nice line, that one. F- uh, racing Thorstein video yeah. he first put out where they were a little bit much a little, little bit mucho. much but he kind of like they figured lot, it out a lot of slow-mo in the last video but they i'd say like the the drone shots like there was one of vernie i think it was like one of the only like full speed clips but like i think that was probably the best drone shot ever done and shouts to that dude gabe i think it's like drone Gabe's, guy gabe yeah, yeah drone yeah, dude, it natural selection. I mean they dude, were on point live. Dude, he's flying that shit live. Yeah, like that's never dude,
0: even been done. Dude, through the trees, like
1: Can we
2: get can we get Gimby out there for Natty Select? Yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> just getting white just, out white <laughs> out films. Dude, just talking white about Whiteout films, <laughs> oh bomb holes God. everywhere. <laughs> dude, I did one
1: lap with Zoe at the end and I got so bodied. Oh, you we did. Went, oh, we did went way it. too slow <laughs> into yeah. the I, I like the whole week I like didn't look at the course to ride because I was like I didn't want to like have that like bumness, you know. And then when it was like, "Oh, like we can ride it," I had no idea what to fucking look at. I was like, I haven't like thought about riding it, and it's got bodied. Shit's hard. <laughs> I'm still a rookie in well, the pal.
2: Going back to the the drones, it does suck because it sh- those features are big. I'm Dude. sure, and the drone. You're like you're like oh I can I can hit that I'm sure if you're strapped in staring down at it, it's steeper it's bigger it's gnarlier than it looks right
1: yeah dude it's it's huge mm-hmm. like it's and and Zoe said that because like we stopped at a couple spots and she's like whoa it's so like weird stopping on this course like looking around and I think that's the thing it's like drones the gimbal follow there's a time and a place right like I think drones make a lot of shit look super insane that there's no other way you would make it look like that and then I think sometimes the follow cam gives you a little more like personal like feel like you're more there because like the drone will kind of be like looking down a little and it can make things look small but also can be super useful Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you think about people uh, hating on energy drinks I don't I mean like I, I think that it's if you look at an energy drink from like what they've done for all these different sports and like, like just take like monster, like what they've done for snowboarding and like events they've hosted and like X games and like all these things that like have brought the sport to like more people in the masses. Like that's pretty freaking rad. Like, yeah, I don't think you should be drinking like super caffeinated sugary drinks all the time, but like, I think if you, like, look beyond the product and look at, like, the core values of the brand, like, it's pretty sick to see, like, all these different companies that have, like, supported this crazy career of us sliding on stupid pieces of wood down a hill, you know? Like, that's pretty crazy. Everything in
0: moderation, right? Straight up. That's a great point. Buds, you got something? I have a Patreon question. Yeah, hit it. So, uh, this is a two-parter question for the one and only fun guy. (laughs) he calls you uh in your opinion what's the biggest mistake follow cam filmers make and uh his second part actually we've already answered so what we'll just go with part one what's the biggest mistake other follow cam filmers make and do you have any
1: advice for them i mean i think it's just get like you're snowboarding or skiing or like however you're doing it i'd recommend snowboard i think it's a obvious uh obvious point there but um, I don't know I just get good at the riding aspect and then it's like the filming kind of like comes pretty second nature like know the tricks know like what angles
2: I would like to see some of these really good filmers attempt some of these Gimby follows and see what happens
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean you're kind of the one and only that does it you know you're the
1: Dude, it's you're kind owning of, the it's, space it's kind of crazy because like there's like a few skiers for sure who are like super good but like I don't. There's not like a snowboarder yet that like is just doing it. Like it, it this like it's always like a skier with a snowboarder. Or like someone, I'd I'd like to see another snowboarder. You're then. the only one, right? No, I I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a people, lot of well, groms there's for there's sure.
2: there's also there are actually. I gotta give a shout out to some of the other like street snowboard filmers that there's are doing it. Like you look at like you know Tanner Pendleton. Dude. And, you know, Harry Hagen and who I'm I'm gonna forget like Colton that does Dustbox and there's just tons and tons of really good oh Hayden, he made all the yep. Lyft's videos and, and there's tons of incredible follow cams in there. And so I think there's like a lot of really good street follow cameras that are it's more of a it's more of an art of the lens yep. like skateboarding, but there's it's not necessarily
1: like flying off a wedge, but that shit's dope. well even dude, like I just Watched like Evergreen again last yeah. night, and like some of like in that I don't know. Like for me, I've like I love that aesthetic so much, and it's so different. I would like say that's like a full, totally different thing to like fall in the streets than like mm-hmm. something else, because it's freaking hard. There's concrete. There's there's buildings. There's weird rails, poles. Like we did a couple street follows for real street and it or real snow and like super hard like and that's like a whole and like to have like a like i know tanner shoots on a lot of film or like the the bigger like death lens or whatever that's Mm -hmm. like a full finesse Mm -hmm. and like i have so much respect for all all the different like styles of cinematography but like at the end of the day if you're able to like Create this really rad movie that like flows and looks good and like you kept them in the frame. Like shooting fish is like that's its that's a whole whole other realm in itself, you know. And like a lot of people think it's easy, but like I think shooting fish is almost harder than long lens like video and I'm sure photo. Like to get photo is not as tough, but to get them to like use the frame is yeah like in like, like, and get it like used properly and like keep the angle like lower than you think but yeah. like you don't want them to go out of frame with, uh, like, what i love
0: was watching the filmers get ready practicing oh with yeah. The wide the, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The you guys. see I them over there walk, doing dude. their motion getting it all right <laughs> yeah. i love watching that i <laughs> definitely so i funny. did a lot of that yeah you're like all right, yeah well, well, let's,
2: let's talk about clip high because as a writer when you land a trick you get a fucking clip well, high. i bet and this guy photographer gets a clip high but and then i've done some follow cams and you
1: you can fuck up a really good shot, but when you when you make it, you probably get the same clip high as the rider. Dude, I think I get more clip high than I do, like, landing a trick. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so stoked when it all works out because, like, it's funny. Back in the day, like, people used to, like, I've, everyone thought it was, like, who's that fucking guy? It, I think it was X Games 2015 with, like, the long stick and the pole. Like, everyone, like, vibe me out, you know? And then, like, now it's funny to, like, see everyone doing it but like i dude i was back then i was just like so stoked i was like and like people i'd like ask hey do you want to shoot a clip and they're like oh like give me a couple like let me warm up and now it's like yo like let's film this trick but i also feel this like responsibility where it's like fuck i like you're trusting me to do that gnarly thing like i can't like i can't fuck it up and like i always say like i might like i don't you know like because we're both kind of snowboarding, but when it all comes together, that's like I don't know. It's that's like my like drug. Like it's, yeah, that's your clip. So high. you'd say it's you're a, so a clip, clip high addict. Oh, uh, for sure. You for see, sure it's
2: addict. you know who's like we with our group like Scotty Stevens and and Bodie or some of my good friends. We throw the term around clip high all the time, and you'll see like Bodie will come home, he's
1: on cloud nine, like this guy on a fucking clip high over here? What's going on? Like, is
2: Obviously got a good shot today. He's got huh? a good clip, huh?
1: Dude, yeah. I've gotten, I get like over click. That's when I like start on, like I get on the up, up, up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like stall. I'll just start saying nine million things. He's like, chill out.
0: Chill out, man. You're on a clip high, dude. Just yeah. take it easy. Full clip Relax. High, yeah.
1: Bring her back down to earth. Yep. Yep. Dude,
2: the, the kind of perspective that's cool with, you know, diving back into some of the vlog type of stuff, is you. there's almost, I don't know if you you take this into consideration, but you're almost bringing the audience along with you, it feels like. It's like when you're watching, you're like, oh, I could be hanging out with these guys. And then to fast forward to the the follow cams, that perspective of the way you guys film, you, you know, when you're watching a clip on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, it, and it's filmed with the gimbal and, or whatever GoPro hyper smooth or whatever it is, and and it's right there you really feel like you're like a part of the action and that's i don't know it's just a cool kind of changing like perspectives than how it used to be watching videos huh
1: yeah i mean i like i by no means think that is the way to shoot snowboarding but i think it is like if you take like all of our industry and our friends out of the equation right and like you're going to show this to my mom or, like, your friend's mom. Like, even, like, like I showed my girlfriend some of, like, the gnarlier clips in our real snow, and she's like, oh, like, I don't get it, you know? like, And I think the handrails and, like, even, like, the long lens, like, gnarly Alaska shit, to, like, average people, they don't understand the... How gnarly that is. And I think the thing with the closer up stuff is like it gives them a sense for like maybe that's what it's like to be there doing that because it's like with them. And that's just like from my little experience talking to a few people. But I think the raddest thing is like when people can like mold all that together to make it flow to give you the whole perspective and like the whole picture. That's like probably like the thing that i want to strive for the most like going forward but i think it's just a way for like and at the end of the day we want more people to snowboard right like great point and that like,
0: angle brings them along for the ride yeah i feel, I like, feel like it. it's <laughs> even like an
2: x game slope course preview with the gopro you're like fuck this is, i'm in the mix with I'm these guys the yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm here dude uh one thing we we breezed over is um did you have any interesting hobbies as a kid? I got a little intel from Stale saying that you might have had some interesting hobbies as a kid.
1: Oh yeah, dude. I was like we so I lived in New York and uh my mom loves animals. And uh dude we had like we had like fifty animals. I'm not even kidding. We had like chickens, we had birds, we had turtles, hermit crabs, lizards. But snakes and snakes were kind of my shit, dude. Like, and it's hilarious now because I'm terrified (laughs) of snakes. He's a snake guy. He's a snake guy. Dude, I was full snake guy. And it's funny (laughs) because we moved to California and uh, I was like seven. And um, we, a little apartment, like I think it was like a 900 square foot apartment. And we had, uh, we had three corn snakes, two ball pythons, a red-tailed boa, and uh, albino Burmese python that Ooh. my mom, Albina. every summer, would, like, take me to the reptile expo. I could get one snake. And I had, I, and dude, I, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I was like, dude, I was so, I had, because she was always talking, like, you know, we were going to move out of the apartment. We were going to get a house. And I was always like, you know, I was like, my mom, my sister, myself. And then I was like, well, we need a four bedroom house because, like, the fourth bedroom can be, like, the room for, like, Albino <laughs> Burby's Python. Like, like, the 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 I had, and I had, like, dude, I had it, it was all mapped I had it all mapped out, dude. I was looking at, like, these custom enclosures. And, and mind you, I'm fucking, I'm eight years old. Like, on the internet, like, planning <laughs> your snake's home. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was such a fucking idiot. And then all, so I I'd go to this, expo with my mom and like i like i knew exactly what was up my mom has no idea what the hell this thing is but like it's a little baby like one foot yellow like beautiful little like snake thing and i like pick it up i'm like mom like this one i knew exactly she had no idea that these motherfuckers grow to 17 feet long it was <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, dude. cute little
0: snake dude it
1: grew so fast like in a month it was four feet and then like in six months i think it was like nine feet long my mom's tripping because like we had to like start feeding it like you're supposed to feed it rabbits but like my mom was like fuck no like no way am i feeding it a rabbit so she'd feed it the frozen mice and i remember one day dude i was like i put my head in the cage because i was I, well first of all i was looking for the snake and its name was butterscotch <laughs> and uh and, dude i uh i i was like looking for it And I couldn't find it in its cage and I like put my head and dude, I look up and it's like there's like a, a a shelf above the sliding glass, and it's chilling up there, wedged in there, and it fucking strikes at my head. All trust gone, just done. Never, Anaconda I, three I never, going on here. I never, touched butterscotch, and I just shout out to butterscotch. <laughs> Dude, I, just, I just watched for like six months as this thing grew, and then I think we fought, like we were trying to give it to the zoo, and then we eventually really? gave it to the oceanside like pet store, like reptile store. And dude, like I, I like I'm terrified of snakes now. Like that after it tried to eat you. <laughs> dude, it fully tried to. because it was all nice and shit. And then when it's four or like four feet long, I feel like it started like getting fucking feisty. And to be honest, like we weren't we were feed like my mom was never down to feed it like live stuff. So it would always be like, you know, like the frozen rats or whatever. And I think that's not good. For, they want to hunt. Huh? They want to hunt, and like it sees something moving in its cage when it's kind of hungry. They like, want to
0: strangle it, yeah, and then eat it.
1: And dude, I was I was such an idiot. Who named it Butterscotch? Yeah, I did because it's fucking yellow and white. And then I thought, because I, I was talking to my mom, I was like, "Look, it's so cute, like the colors." And I was trying to like get her away from the fact it was going to grow so big. And you knew this. All I the knew time. this, dude. I fucking. We had an iguana. And, like our apartment was tiny, dude. This cage was like. Six feet long and like took up like our like dining room was in there. That must like, have been just tripping, dude. But like it's like my shout out to my mom. She's like Air Horn. insane. Just what I put her through in life, and like she's always been so supportive. And like it's always been about my sister and I. And even at times when it's been so financially bad idea for my mom, like I didn't know it at the time, but like. She, like, definitely tried everything to make sure, like, we had the best opportunity, which is, like, pretty dope that when parents do that, it's fucking insane.
0: Supportive parents and supportive mom, that's nothing like that, you know?
1: No, for sure. And she definitely, like, put herself in some gnarly situations so that, like, we could have a good opportunity. That, like, looking back... When I'm older, I'm like, yeah. yo, mom, you are psychotic. Like, why did you do that? Like you should have said no, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, pretty dope to be older and like see those sacrifices as a whole, you know.
0: I was doing some research as well and I found out you used to do a lot of lobster diving. Still, dude, that's <laughs> Still a do. that's a new that <laughs> that's a new
1: thing. It's dude. a new thing. <laughs> so, um yeah, like basically wanna One of my buddies, unfortunately, like shout out to Blake Dresner. He, uh, he passed away this last August surfing, but um, about a year ago, he, uh, he, like my roommate Morgan was like, yo, like he came back with a lobster tail one day. And then I was like, yo, where'd you get that? He was just like, just in our backyard. And I was like tripping. I was like, you can get lobsters in our backyard. And then. Uh, so I was surfing with Blake and then Blake was like, yeah, I'm going lobster diving tonight. So my sister and I went with him and it was like, dude, it's insane. You go down there at like 9 PM, you got like a flashlight on your wrist and this is all like Encinitas zone. And like the water is not super deep, like 10 to 20 feet. And you're pretty much just like on a hunt the whole time. And, uh, I don't know, like Blake got me into it. And unfortunately that was like the only time I went diving with him and, Then, uh, like, this year, I, like, because I had all the gear now, I kind of was just, like, every time I go out there, it's, like, it's one of those things. It's, like, you're, you just, like, surrender yourself to the ocean. And, like, after, like, Blake passed, every time I'm, like, down there, I'm just, like, you know what? Like, nothing bad's going to happen. Like, you're with me. And, like, that's, like, kind of, like, gets myself out of the like fear zone but it's fucking gnarly dude you're just oh there's a lot of sharks (laughs) a
0: lot of sharks and like
1: (laughs) you're just you can only see like in your light zone which is kind of dope because like you can't i think it's scarier in the day when you can like see See everything everything. but when you can just see your light it's like well there might be a shark over there but like he's not my light zone so like i'm not i'm not thinking about it right (laughs) now you know are you rocking flippers and like what are you rocking dude you got like full i don't have a diving wetsuit but like a diving what's you're a little warmer. Mm-hmm. I just used my surf surf one and then I, you got like a like a head thing which is kind of nice. Like I have like longer hair so like the goggles don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And then you got you basically got Kevlar gloves or like gardening gloves. And you just like, dude I think it's dope because you're like straight up down there like assassin. You're like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hunt you down and like capture you. And like you don't hurt them. Like you can see how big it is. And if you have a little thing on your belt and if it's of legal size, like the crown, like the body, not the tail, you get to keep it. And I don't know, like I think crabbing, kind of same thing. Yeah. And I think it's kind of dope, you know, like if you're going to eat food, like if you, I don't, I, and I don't know like the people who are like vegans and vegetarians, like look at it. But I feel like, like if you went into the wild and you put in the time and effort to hunt that and you took that that animal or that food and you ate it like that's that's pretty dope dude pretty like dope. and like when they're selling these things for like 30 bucks a pound at Seaside Market and it's like yo just go swim for a couple hours and like they're right there like mm-hmm. that's kind of sick like i'm down with like sustainably sourcing your own food which is something i would like to do a lot, like, in the future, and I think lobster diving kind of got me into that. It's kind of sick. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. there's
2: never an appreciation for something, uh... As much if you if you hunt it or you know yeah. get it yourself, the appreciation when you eat it is a whole nother level. Even the same thing if you grow your own garden yeah. and you make your own salsa. 100%. Your appreciation for that damn salsa, you're so damn proud of the salsa. I, I made this, you yeah. know, like for sure. It's the same deal. So yeah,
1: no, it's 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 dope for sure. It's we, scary, but
2: we got a uh, guest question from um, Stolle Sandbach, Ooh. and uh, yeah, the guest question is pre- presented by Solomon Snowboards. Uh, you should check out the Solomon Huck Knife, one of the best park boards on the market. Been loving that thing. I was riding the Solomon Huck Knife mid-wide. If you got a little wider foot, uh, highly recommend that board. And let's get into the guest question from Staley. Here we go. Hey, Staley Sandbag here. i got a question for Sponey. When are you getting that eyebrow up here
1: saying that you, you lost a bet on getting? I that. know, dude. I need to do it. I. uh... I made a bet with him, I think it was like twenty eighteen. It was like that I wouldn't snooze for six months, and I was pretty good about it and then, like I kind of caved at the very end with sebe and then uh and then, after he found out about that, he found out that I had kinda like caved a few times under his wat, like without him knowing, so like the deal was I have to get. I have to get a piercing and he wants me to get an eyebrow piercing and I've kind of been a little bitch about it, but definitely got to make, need. you got to make, good I got to tee that up, dude. You
2: got to do it, man. Cause you don't want to be known as a Welch. Somebody's doesn't pay. No. Piercing's
1: pretty hard.
0: It's pretty gnar. But like, how long I you got to keep it in? I don't
1: know. But like. I think, your, it would, I think I think it'd be pretty clean. Honestly. It'd be kind of clean to go to Aspen with an eyebrow. Piece. <laughs> I should like look. get it done on Saturday.
0: <laughs> you should and just show up for a week. <laughs> I bet he would be stoked <laughs> that you made good on your bet. He'd be kind of hyped. Dude, Maybe the, we'll do that. That could be the next shit, man. I can see people getting. We should have got tip. a piercer in the booth so we yeah, can make that happen. That's <laughs> been great.
2: <laughs> we want to take a quick break to talk about Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza. They support us. You guys should support them. They have no artificial anything. They're one hundred percent all natural. And they are a huge support of this podcast. They uh, have had me and Bud's back since almost day one, huh, Bud's? Yes. And their pizza is delicious. And they made a Wayne's World commercial. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) yeah, support Wild Mikes. They kick ass. Follow them on Instagram. They're always doing cool giveaways. Now let's get back into the interview. So one of the things that I think is kind of cool nowadays in snowboarding and just in e-commerce in general is that there's all these cool people with all these small little brands, you know, you can support the bomb hole. We have our little store. It's out, it's out of my freaking guest bedroom, you know? And I know you got your little merch thing that you got going on. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. um, No, I I think it's sick. Like anyone kind of trying to do like small scale stuff, you know, like it's not easy, but um, back in, Maybe right when I started working for Staley like 2017, uh, we were in China and he just got second at the banana open and we were leaving and he went to this store and it was a bunch of crazy hats and uh, he picked out this hat that is super similar to the one I'm, ha- I'm wearing, but it was pink and he was like, dude, you need to buy this. And I was like, dude, I'm not buying it. Like, I was like, I don't want to spend the money. I'm never going to wear it. And then he bought it for me and I never really wore it, and then I remember, like, one trip, I, like, was packing, and I found it, and I was like, oh, you know, like, maybe I'll bring it, I'll wear it on this trip, and I started wearing it, and then (laughs) I, we were just, like, kind of getting super loose that week, and, like, I remember it was, like, so fun to just, like, drink beer and, like, flip the goggles down, and then everybody, like, started, like, laughing whenever I'd do it, so we just, like, I started wearing it, and then I was like, fuck, I kind of, like, want to get more colors. But, dude, you couldn't find them. Like, you could only buy them in China, and then, like, I couldn't find them in the U.S. And uh, I started, like, thinking about, like, wanting to, to like, make them. And uh, my, my roommate took one with, like, to Big Bear or whatever and wore it. And he, like, comes back. He's like, dude, if you're not going to make these... I'm going to make these because, like, I just went to Big Bear and, like, 15 people commented on this hat. And I was like, dude, I know, like, I've been wanting to do it, but I just, like, haven't had the time. And uh, shout out to Ryan Bone because he, he uh manufactures all these and, like, does all the, like, sourcing and stuff. But we just kind of, like, it's kind of cool to, I don't know, do something different, be able to, like, have your own colors. And, like, I think in anything, like, it's good business experience to, like, learn how to, like, source clothing or like manufacture your own product like just the different supply chains you need to go through and stuff it's like you know it's it's a good experience there's going to be ups and downs and we've definitely had like had a lot of that like the last little bit but as you know yeah a lot of work but super super rewarding when like someone's stoked on the product or when we live in a world
0: now where you can do this you know you couldn't do this yeah. years ago so it's pretty rad to take advantage of oh for of sure. the technology and people getting out there someone was telling me uh, i think it was clavin he was at x games and there was some kid like dressed exactly like
1: you dude yeah that like, was a trip and he have, was like, just like your it. biggest fan but it's like <laughs> i don't know it's like pretty dope to like get those messages from people or like people like want to start shooting snowboarding and like yeah like even if they're just shooting their friends at their home resort or whatever like i think it's cool when more people are snowboarding because like it really bums me out like going to park city and seeing just skiers like there's like no snowboarders there and like kind of dope like going to woodward and just like i feel like woodward has more of like a, a snowboarder zone and like i think at the end of the day like that's what we want want right and like whether you're filming or riding you know like I think for me it was like I couldn't make it as a snowboarder. So like this was my thing I like felt comfortable with and like that's cool. Like mm-hmm. and it's pretty sick to just like see people like hyped on like their clips or like people send me like their clip they filmed today and it's like kinda of like you everyone is so good now. Like <laughs> like my job's going my, my job value's going way down. Everyone's so good now, but um it's it's super rad to see that. Let me ask you something with the hats. Do you make different lenses and stuff too or? Um like honestly, the lenses are a little like Does it, you like, can, can you ride... ride with it down. Well, like it's not when I, to do? No, like they they are UV protected by the way. So you can <laughs> you, you can you can wear them in shades but like I I always just wear my goggles. I mean like you, you don't get better than Oakley's. Yeah. I, in my opinion, like I don't know. Nice plug. Su- yeah, good su- job. Super super dope. Um but that's like, I, I'd always recommend like having goggles. I mean, you you can wear just these, but wind gets in there. We're kind of working on a design to like mm. like tighten here a little better. But I don't know. I just think like it, it's more like the best zone is like think you know you're on a nice nice snowboard trip. You want to go to dinner, but it's a blizzard, and like all your homies are like walking through the village or whatever. Like no one can see. <laughs> You just fucking flip these motherfuckers down. You walk
2: right <laughs> through that blizzard. Damn it. I, you know what I want one of those right now. Me too. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> no, uh so first of all, what is the let's where can people find these hats? Gimmelgod.com. And second of all, the other thing I think's fascinating is that you probably get a million questions about, "Oh, how do I do my my GoPro settings?" and uh and you you have some YouTube tutorials of that and you also have like a little uh PDF with all that info, correct?
1: Yeah, I kind of last year I made this like it's like a tutorial guide. It's kinda like the knit and gritty of like, you know, what you need, what settings are best, what like how I export to like there's like a certain export thing you wanna do for when you put stuff on Instagram to kinda like beat the compression. Um but yeah, I put I like kinda put together this like it's like a thirty page PDF with like links to videos and then you got like um a bit of like color packs and stuff, but It's definitely, I I mean, like those are the things that I wish I knew in the beginning. And like, it took me like a long time to learn, but I don't know if you're, if you're into that type of thing and video editing and stuff, um, it's up there.
2: If you want to be a Junior Bacon Gimbal God, <laughs> head on over to GimbalGod.com and pick up all this. No, it's super. it's awesome. In this world we're living in, like, it, that's that's what's, it, I love, like, before somebody would be like, oh, well, I don't have a video degree in yeah. college, so I just can't do it. I just, I need to go to college to get the degree. Or It's like, no, you don't. Go to
1: GimbalGod.com, figure this, sh- like, look at his settings. He already laid this shit out for you. Well, I think what's hard, right, and, like, I don't know if, if you've had the same experience done, but, like, the way we shoot and in the environment we shoot, there's not really, like, a a YouTube tutorial for how to do stuff in the snow.
0: Yes. And that messes a lot of people up that never shot in the snow, for it's sure.
1: It's way harder. Like, and same with, like, I shot with Axel Hodges a bit this summer. Shooting moto is also, like, its own thing. But there aren't, like, these – like, you can't just, like, Google, like, okay, like, in the snow – what are the right settings? You yeah. know, it's always like so true basic photography and, and for a while, like I was, I was like a little hesitant to kind of like share the little trade secrets. But then at the end of the day, it was like, I think it's, it's cool to create something like a community of people that like are doing what you've been doing and, and striving to do it the best they can and like i think i think it's kind of cool to see that and like it's rad when people like do get the guide and like email me and like i try and be helpful and like email back and like i eventually i wanna like kind of maybe like it's cool what you guys have with patreon but like even like a group chat or something where it's like you can get these creators into like one space cuz i think it's it's a different thing creating for like travel or 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 normal like mainstream life, and then like snow. Snow is like there's so many like little things. Even I'm learning like why you need a map box in the backcountry. So you're if you're shooting at the sun, like stuff isn't like fe- or f- a foggy or whatever.
0: It's pretty rad that you actually offer it and or or get the info and share it because some people don't do that. And I I find on my DMs on my Instagram, I mean people hit me up all the time with questions. I try to answer everybody. Yeah. And they're always like, I'm so surprised you hit me back. And it's
1: no, sharing I, the knowledge is sure. so rad, you know? I don't know. I think, like, I remember, like, I think some of the and, – and I remember S- Sage saying this to me, but, like, he had, like, an experience with, like, someone when he was young, like a pro snowboarder who, like, maybe didn't give him the time of day. And, like, that had a big impact on him.
0: He never forget that. And,
1: and I think one of the coolest things, like, when I'm with, like – Stallace, Sage, Jamie, or like any of those guys, like they give everyone so much of their time and like, you know, I think for me, I like kind of trying to do that on the like video side because I remember hitting like DMing a couple people that were like huge at the time when I like was a no one and had no idea what was going on and was like, yo, like what do you put your drone setting? Like what color profile? Do you shoot with on the drone and like i remembered like two times like they hit me back and i was like no way dude <laughs> he's like four hundred thousand followers and like if he's doing it with this setting like that's the setting and like it's funny because like those are the things that like you pick up along the way but like you can't necessarily like there's not like a direct like youtube search on like that little niche mm-hmm. topic or like whatever but I don't know. I know definitely. Like, I'm gonna update the tutorial, and like everyone that's uh, like bought it, they're gonna get the new one. Like, cause I I think that's kind of lame if I sold a new one and you've already like I want to. Oh, that's keep, a good call. I want to like ke- Adobe style. Yeah. Well, it's like you, you bought can, it, you got it. Well, I I learned like I can update the file, and then it'll be like send file to like all existing orders. But sick because I I haven't done a new one on the nine. Like this one includes the nine, but it's kind of like up until November but i've used it so much now like there's a lot of new intel i have that i kind of want to share just cuz like there are ways to like use those gopro's to dude. make them from like out of the box like maybe it's just like the gopro look but dude they're like little mini cinema machines like i'm blown away like uh, uh, yeah
2: gopro's incredible they're uh going back uh aaron Bittner went riding with him earlier this week and he's like i got gimbal god's exact settings and uh, and I, I said, I was like, oh, you you're, and he filmed a run of me. He killed it. I was like, damn, you're like Gimbal God Jr. over here. <laughs> now, so I have a question here. So if you're a Gimbal God, God's son is
1: Jesus, okay? <laughs> so who would you say Gimbal Jesus is? Dude, gimbal, gimbal Jesus, I don't know. Of any, like in snowboarding? In snowboarding,
2: who's Gimbal Jesus?
1: Dude, I'm going to give it to Brando, dude. Uh, Brandon, Davis? Davis. Brandon Davis. Brandon, Brandon Davis. Hey, think about a name change on IG.
2: <laughs> gimbal Jesus. I don't know if it's taken. Gimbal Jesus. <laughs> not Love quite it. not quite gimbal god.
1: Gimbal Jesus. No. He's he dude, he's a good filmer when he needs to. He's oh. just
0: a good dude. He's
1: a dude, he's one of the best
0: dudes. Great hair too. I like when he grows his hair out. <laughs> oh yeah. Zafro. Yeah. It's so good. Get
2: him a shampoo deal, maybe. Now,
0: did you have a uh, GoPro skin pro model? A wait, GoPro skin? Yeah, that's what Clavin was saying something about that too. Like a, no, that not something you had. I didn't. I didn't. Well, Davey GoPro cover?
1: No, Davey Schmidt one time. Last year, I think he made me like a golden GoPro. That, oh, maybe a that's A golden what it was. gimbal that said "Gimbal God" on it. A golden but I, gimbal. God. I haven't shot on it. It's kind of like a Keeper. little art piece at the house. That's pretty dope. But I was, dude. I was so blown away that he got it like wrapped by the same place that wraps all the helmets and stuff. They should do, give you a promo. Do you work for uh, GoPro or what's your role over there? Yeah, so I I kind of have like one of those monster deals with them where it's like. I'm not an athlete but like I just do my thing and the, and they they support it which like so rad um and there's such a good like dude I I found the first follow cam clip I've ever shot the other day on my hard drive and it's crazy to see the quality from that in 2011 to like 2021 like it is insane like I, like the whole camera is cheaper than the memory card for my red camera and like it not uh, they're totally different tools but like for what we do like getting a quick clip you want to post it on social media or whatever it's insane and like you can also if you know like the ins and outs on how to make that file look perfect like there was like a couple like insane ad placements that like i shot with gopro and you don't necessarily the idea that you need all this like crazy expensive camera gear it's just like how you use it, right? Like the camera doesn't make the photographer. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's a trip nowadays, we can see on our YouTube, like
2: what percentage of people watch stuff on phones, or mm-hmm. and you're looking a lot of your stuff goes to Instagram, and you know you're, you you got to look like 95 percent of the shit you put out probably is watched on a phone, yep. and it's like what the fuck is the point of a red that is like the size of a IMAX theater <laughs> <For sure. laughs> file. And yeah. then you're, like, watching it on a phone. Like, it's yeah. just not even necessary for most So true, Straight <laughs> up, dude. Like,
1: I mean, like, I, I've i been dealing with the red all season. And, like, if you're committed and that's your thing, like, like for me, it serves a purpose. But, like, for 99% of people, I do not think it serves a purpose. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's just, I, you can s- dumb things down. Like, the phones are so good. The GoPros are so good. Like, I mean, it's it, tech is just crazy. Like even snowboards, dude, like think of the snowboards we're riding today versus like what you started with yeah. like big it's difference. It's so insanely easy to ride. What are you trying I mean, to say I'm old? No. Bud's no, actually started, no, 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 he, no. Bud's actually you started with started I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bud started snowboarding in uh,
0: 1895 on the worst
2: 1895. <laughs>
0: They're actually more like toboggans. It was
2: it was
1: right around the time
0: electricity was invented <laughs> is when he started the first snowboarding. snowboard. Yeah, same thing, same That's timer. Oh, no, it's dude. true the like, technology has come so far. I it's mean even since I started
1: snowboarding like but I feel like when, like, my first couple snowboards were probably way more dialed in than, like, the first batch, you know? Like, like think of, like, Tom Sims and yeah. the Snurfer. Like, way I you want to
0: talk about stiff boards back then.
1: Yeah, <laughs> straight up, dude. Like. No joke. No, for sure. You're definitely tapping on the nose
2: press on those old hogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're you not going, pressing that. Yeah, you're not going 12 <laughs> o'clock, boys. Well, I think we've been we've kind of done it, dude. We've been chatting for a minute. Um before we get out of here, do you have anybody that you'd want to thank?
1: Yeah. I mean, um huge uh, huge shout out to my mom and sister and my dad um for just like supporting me and and being along for the ride and all all the people like Dresser, Hodges, Messing, Nico, Jason Marshall, like dudes at Oakley, Davy Schmidt at GoPro, Dennis, and just like People that have believed in me and given me an opportunity, and every single rider that's let me do my thing with with them is a huge shout out to them. But um, also Bill and Kathy from the beginning always uh, believed in me. But it's a it's a trip, dude. It's an honor being here and speaking with you guys. Um, stoked we made it happen
0: talk about carving out your own lane now you got setups with GoPro monster working for Oakley man you are stacked dude I mean it's
1: uh it's a trip but I think it goes you know like don't be scared to try like I didn't know what I was doing and I still don't like it's you're learning you're learning throughout the way and I think that like goes for everybody in life right like you don't know what the hell is going to happen tomorrow, right?
2: Straight up. And one thing I heard, and this might be kind of corny, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like they say the the um, the um biggest darkness is before the dawn or whatever, right? Like the darkest times are before the dawn, before the sun comes up. And it's like, I, I just love that. Like you had your darkest times and then, it, and then things got good. And it's like, if you're in that dark time, just fucking hang on, dude. It's going to get better. Straight up. And, and I think that that's important for people to hear. Right? And
1: I think like... If anything, like, when I did the first trip with Stale and I dropped out of school, like, I just did that on a moment's notice. I didn't tell anyone, and I still have not ever logged back in. I don't know what I got. Um, but I there was, like, a three-week period where I was like, dude, like, what did I do? Like, all this, you know, I had no idea. But I think there is something to be said to go with your gut, you know? Because, like, at the end of the day, we're all going to land on our feet. Like, and if you believe you are, and I think that's like the mental aspect where like, just think positively and like good things will happen. Think negatively. And you might, you might, you're going to draw what you're, what you're manifesting. Right. So like, just like be yourself, try dumb shit. And like, don't really give a fuck what other people think. Cause like at the end of the day, like that shit doesn't matter.
2: Boom. Bam. There it is. We got Gimby to do a bomb hole. He killed it. Now, before we get out of here, I want to give a major shout out to Butterscotch the snake. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you guys next week over and out from the bomb hole.